one two one two. You now rocking with the No Vultures podcast. You got me myself, Lord Rap. You got OG Cleveland on a vacation for a minute. He'll be get back. Get back, Clay. Get back. Yeah, you know I'm saying you got Corner Barber across from me. And uh, today we got a very, 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 very special guest. Man, I like to look at this brother as a pillar of the community. I didn't told him several times on a personal. I think he should be in the politics one day. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, he great with the community and he understand both sides of the game. He always contributing, always throwing his game back out, giving it back out to the people like a real motherfucker should. Man, we got Mr. Fab in this motherfucker today, man. What's good, man? Yeah. Holding it yeah. down. How you feeling? Man, so, man. This you don't a- remember when we grabbed the barbershop from you on the dubs? Yes. You remember that? Yes. Hey. No, I don't forget none of that hey. shit, man. It was time for me to get back to the east because uh, right. all the pimps down there started getting me sweated, man. Uh, the pimps down there was cold and uh, midget baby. And that before weed was legal, they was growing next door. Man, the Asians. Five right blaming there. us. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm, we about to run through there. I'm like, let me get back to the other side of town where I belong. For sure, for sure. So, how, does, how long did y'all keep it down there after that? Like maybe two years, if that. Okay. Year and a half, two years, and then bruh, when. Uh, he went and opened up his shop in uh, San Leandro. Yeah. yeah, that's uh-huh. what's up. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Fab, I know you know, man, I just like to give a disclaimer every podcast that, you know, we are of the culture, people of the culture, because, as you know, you got dope air. We feel like people, uh, we got some original dope air shit in there, too. Uh, but, uh, as you know, people um, in the, outside the community profit off of the culture, you know what I'm saying? And we put in all the work, like actually put our lives on the line. We actually be in the in the heat of the moment, in the places where shit can go bad, you know what I'm saying, as we talked about. But um, you know what I'm saying, I like to get that disclaimer because we don't want to have you on here because there's some controversy going on, some negativity going on around your name. We just want to appreciate you as a legend. Oh, for you sure, know what I'm saying? And, and, and you are so well-versed in this hip-hop shit and so culture and have so much history that we got to have you in here, man. So man, what you been up it's to? It's only right that I get on, man. Yeah. I, um, I just enjoy the fact, man, that Brothers is doing something and we see uh, we be in a rush to go support outside entities or go support people that's doing similar things and sometimes the same thing on other platforms, whether it be higher or lower or however it may so, um, but we be kind of hesitant to support our own. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I seen you the other day and I said, man, there was no excuses for me not to come through. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. were no excuses for me not to. Uh, uh, um, come visit and, and come stop by and, and and share, you know, some of the latest and the greatest. And I was like, I was adamant about that. Like, I want to I want to be able to get on um, just to see the consistency continue to flourish as well as um, what you guys are doing as being staples of the culture. Yeah. You yeah. Know Thank I mean? you, I'm, man. I've seen you do several things, man, for several years of being highly involved in the, uh, in the culture and being right in the midst of it and the nucleus of things and um, we've traveled the same circles for several years, and you know I just want to add to it, man. You know, add, add whatever I can add to it if it's just my presence or some of my thoughts. And so um, I'm humbly appreciative to be here. Man, thank you, man. Well, we sure I'm, I'm, you I'm glad you in, came because your name has came up on this podcast so many times. In the, so many the same, times. it's a reoccurring story. The same thing, motherfucker, say over and over and over again. Mr. Fab, though, we just had trackademics. He was talking about you uh, from Filthy to Stevie. Everybody has a Fab story that Fab was fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about even motherfuckers that haven't been on this podcast. People that I see in the street like, man, Fab looked out for me in the studio. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what makes you who you are. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you in the community, you don't leave. 
You're not trying to run. I remember some years ago you went to L.A. and I knew it was some some money involved. I said because this nigga is Oakland. You know what I'm saying? He can't. He's a part of the fabric. He cannot be. And I want to thank you for that, too, because I believe you people like Filthy It's certain people that I'm not even talking about musically, but they keep us current because of the networking, Mm -hmm. the ability to go outside of here and make people know, no, we are here. This is us. So a person got to get behind you. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter. You have representatives. You know what I'm saying? And um, But I kind of want to go back, and I kind of want to talk about uh, Stanley, man. I want to talk about early fat. I want to talk about the guy that was in North Oakland, you know what I'm saying, who had the mother who everybody knew. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, the guy that went to, you went to Emory High, right? Went to Emory for mm-hmm. ninth and 10th and then Tech. And then Tech. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting these stories from people. The right. guy that played ball, played AAU, this super huge Warriors fan. Not no new nigga. Not, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, Not right. none of that shit. I want to talk about that and, like, just tell me a little bit about that in North Oakland growing up, the soundtrack to your life, and what, what was your inspiration just growing up at that time? Oh, well, you know, we, we all share the same stories, man, growing up in these communities that we grow from, especially those that's being from Oakland, mm-hmm. whether it's North Oakland, East Oakland, West Oakland, however it may, may be. Um, it's all, uh, I think some of the things that have happened to the city of Oakland in general has spread through all sides. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about the epidemic of drugs and hitting in the, the late, you know, early 60s, late 70s, mm-hmm. especially predominantly the 80s. The 80s we yeah. all were affected by these things, whether mm-hmm. our, it was our mothers or our grandparents that may be and you know, in drugs, but then we still had the uncles that was Panthers, then we had the, the fathers or the big brothers or the uncles that were pimps. Mm-hmm. And um, we all got, uh, we became this gumbo. Mm-hmm. And in this gumbo, when you can see someone from Oakland, you see all facets of them. Rather, a person can be the, the, the coldest pimp out here, but they still would be like, on the flip side, extremely smart when it comes to their history and right. they can tell you anything about right. uh, historical facts of anything you know so they they want to you know they, they preach the brotherhood you'd be like yeah. you, you tripping yeah. Yeah. yeah but it'd be like it's just it's this the ingredients of this gumbo that is done so to answer the question man my, my it's no different than what everybody else grew up in grew up in a single parent home my mother uh, did her best to do what she had to do to survive and uh, to make sure that I wouldn't make some of the same mistakes that my brothers made, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you can kind of say that even in the covenant of our uh, low-income home, I was still kind of shielded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm 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 appreciative of that as right. I get older. Right, right. Um, to have a mother that cared about you, to have a mother that would go to the corner and say, "I kill one of you niggas if you give my son some drugs." Right, right, right. Like you feel, right, and really, right. and they know she meant it because she right. always carried a pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She always mm-hmm. like they knew it. She, they, had, a, she it, had a name for herself. It was serious, like you know what I'm saying. It was mm-hmm. already respected, mm-hmm. right? So it was always like, "Now I murder one of you niggas about my son." Yeah. Right, right. My, like you feel me? She like, carried that, you know. Right. And she and she was she till it was serious about that. So it wasn't no. It wasn't no selling crack for me. It wasn't right. none of that. It was, it, it, and even when I did have the Black Boy Jones, wouldn't nobody give me no bundle. Yeah, because they knew moms already to put it down. Right, right, right. Yeah, get your ass you out of here. Go to the hoop court, nigga. Want, go to we that. don't want them problems, nigga. Go to the studio, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? You gotta yeah. do something. Nigga. Ain't right. nothing popping. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, but I carried that with me a long ways. You know what I'm saying? I carried that with me a long ways where I never tried to do something just to fit in. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't never about just 
a lot of people got caught up hustling and selling dope, man, just to fit in. Right, they did. They it, did. It absolutely. wasn't even like they needed to. They mm-hmm. had good pairs. They had mm-hmm. two family homes, mm-hmm. granny, grandpa. Mm-hmm. Good, absolutely. Good families. But niggas wanted to hustle because mm-hmm. that, that made them cool. Right. It was like, nigga, you, nigga, you, you got a good family. What you hustling Why for? Why you doing like, Why you doing yeah. this? So, um, the... The infancy stages of me not having to do things to be accepted for those that accepted me for whether it was playing ball or whether it was mm-hmm. Pretty Boy Stan who fucked with all the bras right. or it was uh, uh, Lil Rapper Blood mm-hmm. who be spitting, like, you feel me? They always respected me for my individualism. Yeah. It, did that allow you, by your mom being that kind of parent, did that allow for you to have a creative side? Most definitely. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, the pressures of the street, and I talk about this with a lot of rappers from our era, is that uh, all the time, being the rapper wasn't the cool thing. Like, how it is now, like, that's the coolest shit ever. Everybody right? want to be right? the rapper but, and the drug back, abuser. Yeah, back then, we, we looked up to the big-time drug dealers and the guys that was, you know, for the reason, same reason you got a Mustang. Right. Or the same reason you drive a box. It's good, like, damn, man, I can't wait for my turn, for right? Sure. Because... Mm-hmm. Because that wasn't just something you don't you didn't just go fuck off that much money in a car because it was money wasn't easy to come by, but for people that was in the game, right. you know what I'm saying. So that allowed for you to did you like prosper in school also? Um, not really, not really. Um, but that didn't have anything to do with my inability to learn. Right, you right. was just trying to be a young knucklehead, just moving around, right? Yeah. Girls, and just distracted outside, yeah. and, you know what right. I'm saying? Like you know now now don't get me wrong when I say. I never sold crack, mm-hmm. but we hustled and we did other different things, man. You know what I'm saying? Being young and school was always easy for me. Yeah. So it was, I could apply myself 25% and still get yeah. B's. Right. And that's crazy. Like, I'm really like a, a, a book nerd. Like, yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Still to this the day. Thing came yeah. easy to you. Some it people. easy to me. Like, right. super easy to yeah. me. Like, I'm talking about history, science, man. I've always been good at I those gotta things. I got to stop you right there, though, because you, I, because of your, uh, the way that you parent. And I got to ask you, because of that, I mean, so you're going to have a different style of parenting than your mom, of course, because your daughter's growing up in a totally different circumstance. Right. But do you do you think that traditional school is necessary? Because I, I'm sure it was boring as shit to you. Most definitely. Yeah. Outside of meeting up with friends and socializing, showing off the new clothes, what we got, boo-boo, you got the kicks, you know, the culture. Right. But outside of that, the shit was like whack. I think the curriculum is a little bit better now. Right. But uh, so what I'm saying is, do you think you had to go through the process of school? Was school necessary as far as just to socialize with people outside of your hood? I had no choice. My mom wasn't going for it. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. Nigga be damn near dead in the bed and you don't get right. up and go to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care what you do when you get there, nigga. Right. But you getting, up, you getting out of my house. Right, right. I'm not raising no funkies. That like, was a that beautiful was, thing, though. That was her whole thing. Like, now I don't care, nigga. Right. You're getting up. Yeah. Whether I got to throw water on you, whether I got to slap you in your head, cuss you out, whatever. You're getting up and going to school. Without that repetition, though, you are not Mr. Fab today. Not at all. Not at all. Without getting up, getting to it, not at all. you ain't Mr. Fab. Because I watched my mom work three jobs, four jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I watched her. Um, it was so crazy that even when in her late, last stages of life, you know, um, succumbing to cancer there would be times where she was in hospice at this moment and um, she would wake up at like 4 in the morning okay. she jump out the bed my mom my mom died uh, damn near 10 years ago so about, about damn that's crazy it's that long about 9 about nine years ago um, okay. so um, 
I was like, I would see her. Like say I, you know, I'm with her and she jump up three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm like, Mom, what you doing? She, I gotta go to work. But it had been conditioned in her mind so much, right, from just getting up, being a hustler. That right, even right. as her Damn. brain became eroding from the cancer Damn. and things like this, she still remembered to get up and go to work. Like it was crazy. Damn. Like you know what I'm saying? It was, right. it was that embedded in her mind Damn. to be a get up and go get her and go to work. Body was just programmed. Exactly. The programmed. Work, that's the word. She was programmed. So I felt like I've been programmed to get up and go after it by watching what my mom did. Right. No excuses. No. No, it was nothing. It was never yeah. no excuses. It was, however we're going to pay these bills, it's going to get paid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's going to get paid, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. she did it by herself. Yeah. And um, to me, to answer the question is, does schooling have a lot to do with that? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I think, like you say, school is a great place to socialize and build your, your, your social commentary and mm-hmm. build, um, you know, for the cool kids, the sense of fashion and for the athletes and things like this, whatever it may be. Um, but my mom dropped out of school in the ninth grade. Mm. Okay. So mm. I feel like she it was adamant. She was very adamant about me getting an education. Okay. For her. For her. Like my high school diploma didn't belong to me. Yeah. Like when I got that, she took that. Right. That was right, hers. Right, right. Because right. that was like her golden ticket to say, at least I got you. I got you through this it. point. Right, right. You know what I'm right, saying? I'm right. okay with that. I got mm-hmm. you through this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because my daughter's report card just came back the other day, and a friend of mine was at the club, and you know they they go to the same school, and he showed me his daughter's report card. She had like all A's and everything. I'm like, oh, that's dope. I'm like, yeah. that's big. Yeah. And um, he's like, man, I know your daughter got all A's. I'm like, no, she don't. Yeah. But it's not because. She's not hella smart. Yeah, she's definitely smart. It's just, she's like, her mind state already is just like, that was the purpose of this school thing. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. school, like, in actuality, I feel like this school limits my creativity. Mm, I, I feel it. Like, this is the conversation I'm having with my mm, 11-year-old. Yeah. Where she's like, it's limiting my creativity because now I have to be within the box that they're prescribing for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not doing... Uh, the things, the curriculum, the way that they want it, then they're, they're saying that that's wrong. Yeah. And there are situations that's not a right or wrong answer. Right. It's his way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm teaching her to be a free spirit. I'm teaching her to be um, a transparent thinker. I'm teaching her to be someone who not necessarily overanalyzes things, mm-hmm. but to look at them yeah. and create your own perspective. Right. So at this age, she's seeing it, which will lead to us probably doing uh, a world school or something next year. World school is this new thing that they have okay. on the internet where your child uh, travels the world um, and studies curriculums abroad. She's so, a, she's already so like, a, 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 she's already traveled abroad a yeah, lot. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Where's she been to? Uh, everywhere. She's everywhere, been to yeah. every continent except Antarctica. Yeah, she's okay. been she's yeah. all over. So, so her brain is already somewhere. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like from an average you, eleven you year old, at, yeah. you looking at this shit, and you know, from a person that has been out the country several times myself, is is when you get there, you start to realize that a lot of this shit we know is bullshit. Facts. Yeah. Especially this Western shit, you be like, oh man, I don't know if. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. if I should be even thinking about this. For now, sure. now, so at, at this time while you growing up young, um, 
what's like the soundtrack to your life? Like, what are you hearing? Like, because, you know, I tell people, like, it's a lot of East Coast influence in me because I, I caught on a rap early on, and that's a lot of what it was. Of course, we had our hometown heroes. Early mm -hmm. on, we had Short, of course, Dangerous Dame being the first one signed to a major. Uh, but what was your soundtrack? Like, what were you hearing? Like, coming out of those cars or coming out of those home stereos or, or at-the-house parties or whatever. What, what, what was going through Young Stan's ears? Um, well, you know, the soundtrack to, to our life all the time, you know, anybody from Oakland that doesn't say too short, they lying. Absolutely. Lying. You know right. what I'm saying? You're lying. Absolutely. Like, my mama listened to short. Right. Yeah. So, it'll be on a Sunday, you hearing Anita Baker. On a Saturday, mm -hmm. you hearing uh, Dauphine Beat. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We, yeah. The house yeah. getting cleaned up to yeah. money yeah. in the ghetto. And, right, right. The ghetto. Right. And like, around short. You get what I'm saying? No getting around that. So, it wasn't no getting around that. Um, Absolutely. The, the, the television allowed us to travel outside of our area. Mm -hmm. okay. Just like the internet now, the internet has made the world one city. Right. Okay. So someone can be influenced by someone that they've never met, they've never seen. They can be uh, culturally facts. inspired by a place that they've never been. Mm -hmm. I've had dicky um, suits and Carhartt jackets and Tim's. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Just inspired by a place. Right. That you, and that's before a person traveled to New York. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Rap City became the soundtrack to my life. Mm. Okay. okay. So you was trying to run home to get to the three o'clock one. Most definitely. Because there was two of them. Most of the time, cut school sometimes. Cut school, trying to get to it. For sure, just yeah, to see. see just what, to see. So what, what, we talking about Joe Claire? Or we talking Joe Claire. We talking Joe Claire. We talking, we talking Les, Joe Claire, and Tigger. And Tigger. Mm. We're, we're talking all of those. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then we're talking, um, we're talking in, in the basement, studying who rapping in the basement. We're mm -hmm. watching Mm -hmm. MTV jams, we mm -hmm. watching, you know what I'm saying? So, why you damn near flipping through a source? You going through it? You going through the source to see what's up? You mm -hmm. you wondering why is nobody from your city in there? Nobody you know looking mean? at the you unsigned hype. Unsigned hype. You, you reading saw that. Biggie unsigned hype with Most the Raider. With the Raider Most definitely. Yeah. You seeing that? You like? Oh, I'm gonna get. I want to get five mics one day, or right, right. I want to be a hip hop quotable one day. Right. Right. Or you know what I'm saying? You watching that? You uh you watching the videos? Mm -hmm. Um. So then. Rap City, The Box. The Box. These were uh, places that became my soundtrack for my life. So whatever was going on on those things. So mm. we would talk about, and our range goes from Wu-Tang mm -hmm. to uh, Lords of the Underground. Absolutely. To so we saw on TV. Ice Cube, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? NWA. Mm -hmm. So it, it began to be spread. I became a fan of LL Cool J. Yes. I think that was the first tape that I ever had. I'm bad. My yeah. radio. Right. Um, and I became so going into depth like this, a person has to realize the authenticity in you saying dope era. Most definitely. I'm not saying I'm a dope dealer. I'm saying my era was the dope era. If you listen to my music, I always say made it out the dope era without selling dope. Mm. Right. And I'm big on that. Mm -hmm. I'm big on that because not many of my friends can say that. And that's dope within itself. Most definitely not. To, like you have to think about all the ill wills that we brag about. Yeah. Right. The sicknesses. All the, they, these yeah. are actually sicknesses that yeah. we're actually happy to have. That's like a nigga going around exactly. like, nigga, I got AIDS, nigga. Yeah, yeah. That's like yeah, the youngsters bragging about Being using drugs yeah. now. That's what I always say but, about genocide. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me, like, I, I'm proud to have this many bodies. Most right. definitely. It don't make no sense. Like now, I'm waiting to get another teardrop. 
Come I see on, a nigga man. the other day at the dice game. Nigga, like, my nigga's gonna stop playing with me, boy. I'm working on my third teardrop. Come on, man. Bragging about this. And I was like, whoa, whoa that's crazy. So he's, he's really saying he depressed and fucked up. I'm fucked up, and I really want you yeah. to see where I'm fucked up, and I'm, I'm willing to let you see my pain. Yeah. I'll do something to you. Yeah, that's crazy. So we that's have to understand that. about these ills that we've promoted for so long mm-hmm. that have been promoted to us as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, one of the reasons why L.A. and the Bay never got along because. Our elders, when they got out of jail, they would say, fuck them L.A. niggas. Fuck them L.A. niggas. We don't fuck with them niggas. Mm -hmm. Jail politics. So we, on the streets, we're adopting jail politics. It's always that. Niggas that's never been to jail. It's always that. It's always that. Niggas like, all the blood niggas. I mean, the blood niggas, cool. They fuck with the bay. You feel me? Because they be, you know, they think we bloods because we be like, what's up, a little blood? What's up with blood? So they think Mm -hmm. we bloods. So they cool. They be cool. But, you know, the crip niggas act hella funny. They different. They be on some other shit. Mm -hmm. So in our mind, we have these preconceived notions that Gang members are the whole gang culture is fucked off. Right, right. We don't understand it. Right. Nowadays, we've actually adopted it to the fact of Oakland has gang members, <laughs> whether or not they wear blue or red. Nigga, they gang members. They're gang members, mm-hmm. and they're following the policies of gang members. When you was growing up, you had to be from a neighborhood because not that you was in the gang, but because you had you to was be from there. You was from there, and you had to be accountable. For your actions. For sure. Right. A motherfucker's gonna come looking for stand like that was him. Sure. He broke the window. For sure. I'm talking about little minute shit when you were adolescent. Now you it's know? game. Yeah, now it's game. Like you had a tab at the store. I was a kid who mama sent you to the store with mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. You knew you gotta go pay every Friday, woo woo, huh? He go mm-hmm. to purple stamp. He go to yeah. woo woo, right. go to these right. stamps, right. woo woo. Right. You was embarrassed to take the stamps. That's yeah. back when you could bring the cigarettes home. Huh? You feel what I'm talking about? They yeah. put it in a bag, they give you a yeah. bag like this. And yeah, like, oh, seal it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You got yeah. the hundreds, yeah. hundred shots, yeah. so you feel yeah. me? Woo woo. Yeah. And uh, the meat man knew it. Let me get five dollars worth of head hog cheese. Let me get some salami, woo woo, ten dollars worth of chicken. And you know what I'm saying? Then you start finding out they gave you cash back for the stamps. You'd be like, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So these are those times where you you grew up in the neighborhoods. You didn't have to have a partner that was from there. And you'd be like, well, I'm from there too. Like, yeah. nah, nigga, you had Don't to grow up. You yeah. knew nah. your neighbors. You, you know everybody. Them. Yeah. Now, you it's know just, them. now it's gang. It's gang. And niggas you know, ain't spent the night at the house. Niggas yeah, spent the night. Nigga, that was the best word you could say. Night. You know the hardest thing to do growing up was nigga asking your mama, could a nigga spend a night? Yeah. You already over here. You said, could you spend a night at my house? Man. You asked her. No, you answer. You know we can't go over his house because don't nobody like his mom and them. They oh, smoke. Excellent. You know what I'm saying? There's hella shit going on in their house. My mom was just thinking, um, <laughs> so, Junie spend a night. So at this time, though, right? <laughs> in this era, this dope era we're talking about, you are, are you experimenting with raps? Do you got the two tape decks? Do you got the, is you going back and forth on a little fake karaoke machine? Or are you doing any of these things at You're the time? somebody What's else's lyrics? Yeah. No, not at all. I was always uh, well, most definitely, most definitely. Oh, oh, like I say, I would mimic Too Short, like you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Too Short, um, super Mace fan. I was a huge Mace fan. Okay, Ooh. okay, okay. I, I seen like, you on your pictures with the sexy squint, nigga. You yeah, really yeah, light skin, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I was a super Mace fan though. Like Mace, Mace was like that was my guy. Was Mace was my guy, man. I just felt like, yo, that nigga was killing it. Like, he was so saucy. He was the player. He was, the, you know, right. and pretty he was boy rap. And he was, but he was gassing. Yeah. Right. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I shit hurt my heart when I seen that nigga South by Southwest. And I asked for a picture and he told me no. I was uh, like, come I looked on, at murder. him like just like, come on, murder. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm looking like. Did that make you feel stupid? Like, that's why I even ask niggas for pictures. No, not, type of not shit at all. Or, not at all. No. Not at all. Because I understand some days are just some days. Some days will be like that. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, um, yeah. I never take it. One thing in life, man, you can't never take nothing personal. Nothing. But, but one more thing I want to say to the older generation. That's a generation older, like so Fab said. 
like a mace. Or I understand some people being super um, cautious because they safety is threatened. I'm talking about younger rappers that's mm. very popular, right? I understand right. the standoff. It's not acting funny. But the older rappers who niggas ain't even really checking for like that no more. Right, like, right, right, right. It's you almost no like the glory be. days where you got to kind of appreciate it because that's, yeah. that's kind of, you almost got to tell the OGs too, not check them, but understand why the, why it's a gap. And, and it's hard to bridge the gap because y'all don't understand the young motherfuckers because y'all ain't going through us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go through us. Y'all left us on stuck. And y'all definitely ain't gonna understand these young motherfuckers, mm, you know what I'm sure. saying? So I know even you, Fab, it's times I didn't see you out in places. You want you don't wanna stop for every picture, but right. a nigga gotta do it. It's like But you are very approachable. Most definitely. Um I'm a social, like I'm a social guy, man. I'm I'm like I spread love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And with me, it's always about the love. It's always about if somebody is coming to you, I'm actually a mirror. So I am the reflection of whatever energy you bring towards me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm just like I'm about spreading love, man. But like I say, maybe it's just one of those days for dude, man. You know, it, it was what it was. It doesn't take away the history of me still remembering Harlem World back to back, and right. you know, right. and it's, right. it's, it's still right. what it is. Still played a big part of my childhood and growing up in the development stages of me forming and, and cultivating my personality right. and my rap styles and things like that. You know, right. of watching dress codes and things like that. So. Um, those were the stuff that we was rapping, you know, the, the two shorts. Like, it was a range. It was a wide range because um, we're from that, that the explosion of the TV era. Mm-hmm. So we was glued to the tube. So whatever was on tube, that's what we began to watch and we began yeah. to be influenced by those culturals. Who was the one that when you walked out and you when you stepped outside the house, when you thought about rapping or the person that you was with, who heard them first raps? Like, who was that? Who was My the, mama. Your mama? My mama. Ooh. Mm. My mama, um... My homeboy, uh, Chauncey Cheese Factor. Chauncey was the first person to put me in the studio. Okay. I think I was like 12. I was 12, okay. 13. I was rapping on the school ground, on the yard. And uh, Lindale, Lindale Coleman, uh, which is uh, Zendaya's uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They took me to the studio. Mm. And like, you know what I'm saying? This was at a time. Now, where, is it because they from your neighborhood? Yeah, from the neighborhood. Okay. You said this at 12, 13? Yeah, I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Maybe 12, one of those. Okay. Um, but he took me to the studio, and it was the first time I heard myself recorded. What was your lyric content at that time? I, it, wasn't, it wasn't extensive. It just was It was mediocre. I mean, I guess at a 12, for a 12-year-old, for someone who were old, was older and was watching how I was grabbing it and grasping it at that age, maybe they was kind of, like, impressed. But me looking back upon it where I am now mm-hmm. into comparisons of there, oh, um, sure. it, was, it was what it was. It wasn't nothing... Um, it was dope. I'm not going to undermine myself. I mean, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, I, I was cool. But my mom would always be like, um, she began buying me these Britannica encyclopedias. She began buying me these dictionaries, and she began making me read and study more because she was like, your vocabulary is so limited because you're cussing every other word. But before oh, that, about to ask before that though, you had to be a capper. Most definitely. Because any nigga that can freestyle like that <laughs> got to know how to cap. You know what I'm saying? I always say that about Will Smith. Nigga lose to Will Smith in the battle. We just had Sirius Jones in here, and we talked to him about that. And like, he was like, well, that's kind of like my style. I'm a funny guy. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like, you know, and people try to knock me for it. But I was like, well, the best battle rappers and freestylers 
are some niggas that know how to talk some shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Witty off the gate. Most yeah, definitely. Yeah. You gotta be the funny guy. You gotta yeah. be class clown, yeah. jokester. Yeah. Know how to cat old school cap. Gotta be able to be able to you cap. You feel me? Charging, bagging, bagging, bagging yeah. all, all, charging. All the yeah. niggas, all the niggas that I know that was great freestylers that I know in my lifetime. It's niggas that I see to this day. That could freestyle like a motherfucker, but they was always funny as shit. Just funny, and you had to have that. You, you had, had to have your funnies. That. So when you got in the studio, and you said you was cussing every... I was going to ask you that, too. So mom's got you um, the encyclopedia to try to pump up the vocabulary, right? Yes. So did that help? Most definitely. It helped. Mm-hmm. Because she forced it. She forced But did you become read. a lyrical miracles? Hysterical. Did you become one of them niggas? I think we all went through that stage. <laughs> you know, when we got our first so rhyme. Yeah, we got our first <laughs> rhyming dictionary. We all got our first rhyme. Everybody was Keith Murray. When you found when you found out they had rhyming dictionaries, I remember oh, the first was, time I found crazy. out they had a that rhyming dictionary. That was the cheat code. My homie Moan uh has stole it out of the library, um, allegedly. And uh he grabbed and was like, Stan, bro, I got a rhyming dictionary for you. He was like, huh, bro, you know, I don't be taking the rap stuff serious, huh? Yeah. I was like, they really got a rhyming dictionary? Yeah, man. I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling yes! So, uh, I think we all went through those stages uh, of those times. Um, But uh, it made me be more, like, my mom would always assure that I was more so focused on my content. Mm -hmm. And not just rambling and not just talking about frivolous things. Right. To be able to be more mindful that your words hold a lot of power. A lot of power, yeah. And as you grow, your influence grows, mm-hmm. you can get bad karma for giving bad advice. Absolutely. And hip-hop is the biggest advisory that many of us seek. Mm-hmm. We seek shelter in, in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So I had to become more mindful of the content that I was that I was spewing when I would rap. Right. Especially for her, she she no longer wanted to listen to it if it was all cuss words. Yeah, yeah. So I started working on it, and then I got to a point where I rarely even cussed. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen that's to some stuff, wrong. yeah, when you you that's rarely even cuss, where you be like, oh, that's hard. I ain't even. I don't even think Is I that said a cuss you word. Start like maybe performing at the school or what made I that mean, come that, about? That I, I began performing at the schools. I would do the Black History uh, parades, right. and I would do. Um, different talent shows and things like that, um, uh, honing my skills during that level. But I think it just became more so I knew words that could describe the feeling that I was feeling at the moment without having to use curse words. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can get that same exclamation mm-hmm. and, uh, and feeling and sentiment out without having to, to, to curse. Right. And it, it, get, it got to a point where people were like, man, why are you always trying to use them big words? I'd be like, why don't you? Yeah. Right. Why are you not using them? Yeah, niggas with the dictionary. Yeah. We got the same access to the same dictionaries. Yeah. We got the same yeah. access to, right. you know, there, there's no excuse for uh, ignorance is bliss. Well, you got to think about it, Fab. It's like when you see what, what, what defines you is what I always tell people. You actually start living out the shit you want to live out versus people that don't do it right. They always limit. They, that's just a thing in our community, right? You limit yourself, right? Right. You actually start doing it. And the people that you comparing yourself to, they are using some cold shit, right? Mm-hmm. So the motherfuckers you probably listening to is saying some shit 
the people the people that's not as versed as you in hip hop is probably listening to something local. Right. You know what I'm saying? They probably right. not just not that nothing local is saying no big words, but all they know is what's around them. When you trying to compare yourself to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you running home to catch the box. Right. I mean, not the box, but uh, the rap, box, the box, rap city, rap the box. City. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, shout even, out so even 106 in Park. Yeah, that know, was major influence. Yeah. So. After you laid laid your shit down, what was like your first notable shit that everybody you can remember that everybody was on that you was like, "Ooh, this is it." Or was it like a rap battle? You got battle with a nigga from another school? Or- now, man, wait, I would always do that at house parties. I, we I, would always I know house this party a little battles. Bit. I want to back up too. I, well, I'm I'm still in the same era, but I'm saying now let's talk about high school. Some of the people you went there with. There's Marshawn. Most of it, he's a little younger. There's Marshawn, he's younger. There's uh, Yuck Mouth. Older. Older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is Tech. Mm-hmm. So who's there with you? Leon is there with you? Young? Freshman. Freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon Poe I'm talking about. Um, so who who else is there? Because this, this, this should be important. Um, so Leon Poe is a freshman. Um, and it's crazy just like Poe, like that, that was, that's my guy, man. And, like, I remember being at intramurals, and uh, they didn't want to pick Poe up. Really? Like, they was like, man, tall, goofy dude, man. Like, well, and I'm like, man, dude going to be a star. Y'all tripping. Yeah. So I'm like, I got him. I'm like, that's you You running with me. Like, yeah. I told Coach, man, he running with you. Like, that's, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. put him in the game. Like, right. I was, a, I would be the only one to pass him the ball. Damn. And, uh. To watch him flourish and take it where he took it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even after the injuries. Even after the injuries. Even even still currently today. He's in yeah. the front office for the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fleet that not many people would have uh, expected to see from him. Yeah. Um, so for him to be able to still be around the sport that he loves and that changed his life, that got him out of our neighborhoods, um, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm there with, with, uh, with Leon Poe. Um, Marshawn is coming up the next year. Okay. Um, but that, you know, that's that's a little cuz. So we've always, you know, always been in the same, you know, in the same houses and things like that. Um, who else is there? Oakland is so Filthy Rich, Rich is there. Filthy Rich is there. Okay. Yeah, Filthy Rich is at Tech. Okay. Shout out to Filthy. Um, uh, wow. Who else is there? Um, that's a cold cast of motherfuckers already. Shit. There's some other people, man. Some influential people that's that's there. Um, I yeah, I can't even. Like, my mind is going blank right now. Um, but but the thing about it is, what the picture I was trying to paint was how cultured Oakland is and the things that go on in our city. Because you have just you know we have some of the greatest point guards ever. You know what I'm saying? Like not me being biased to no shit like no, that's that. a fact. Like, real deal. That's a fact. Like 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 we have arguably. Three of the top 15, I would say 15, point guards in the NBA history ever. Yeah. That's a, that's a fact. That's that, a that, fact. That's, well, if it's not a fact, it's a debatable argument that would lean towards us in our favor. Right, right. Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, Dame Lillard. You can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't argue that. There's no way. And then we throw Ryan Shaw. Six, man. NBA champion, most you know what I'm champion. Yeah, chips though. Chips. Yeah. Um, played a big part in them. Big not part just in regular, them. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, since we're here, though, because I, 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 I would be repressed not to ask you this question anyway, right? We had Brookfield Deuce here, mm -hmm. right? So I want you to give me the all-time rap list of NBA players. Um, I'll start with Dame. You're going to start with Dame. Um, Cedric Sabalas. Mm. Okay, so... So Rab know his shit. I, be, I you know. Uh, I put I put say it at three. I put say it. I mean, the, chronologically, um, I don't know. The, I won't say an order like that. Like, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think after Dame, I don't I don't know an order like that. I said I said Shaq Dame. But I love Shaq. Of course, Shaq. I love Shaq. I said Shaq Dame, Cedric Sabalas, and Dame is gonna pass Shaq. Of course, you got to think he got plenty more to go. He just it's just, it's tough because lyrically. Dame is already past Shaq. No, yeah, Dame is past everybody, lyrically. Um, but that's what you expect from the new generation. But Shaq went platinum. Shaq sold records. That's what I'm trying to say. Popularity or for skill? It, it, it doesn't matter. That's what I was trying to say. There are to. a lot of popular rappers that don't sell. And the nigga had he levels. When people only say he had Can't Stand the Rain, but he had the songs with the Fooshnickens. He yeah. had the song with Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Like, it wasn't no game. Yeah, so Shaq, Shaq, Shaq did numbers. So, you know so, so, so do I'm you. Bought, I'm outstanding. I, I fuck with Shaq. Yeah, so you do you got like a five, do you got five, seven? Do you um, got, I like. Do you uh, got five players and two off the bench? Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, you know, Chris Webber's a producer. So Chris Webber. Webb Chris Webb Webber. always has some dope production. And, and he used to bust a little yeah, bit. For yeah, for sure. Chris um, Webber. Um, Brett tried to throw Wayman Tisdale. I was going to say Wayman Tisdale. I, I swear to God, just, I, just, I was just going to say yeah. Wayman Tisdale, but he was more so a blues player. Yeah, yeah, player. yeah, yeah. But, but we going to give him that, though. Um, just for musically inclined, uh, we got, if we want to do musically inclined. We got to give him that. And um, it was a real professional. Yeah, he could, he could be in there on some musically inclined things. Now, now this is what, 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 what... Kevin Durant can really rap. That was all... You yeah. just named... He just, yeah, named, my, he really just named my entire five. And then I went from that conversation to saying the uh, B-Ball's best kept secret. Do you remember that compilation? The Slam, the Slam, do that compilation? I don't I remember, know. but GP had a song. Hmm. Jason Kidd had a song. And, of course, they had Sabalas and the rest of the niggas that, uh, but they had, like. I think I seen on NBA Inside stuff. It, some old it was, stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. I just had to do that because we was already there. Yeah, and yeah, I know yeah, that yeah, you, yeah. Oh, I know that you are an actual fanatic. Like, and Drew Gooden be rapping, too. Drew Gooden? <laughs> I ain't heard Drew Gooden. Me and Drew to have some freestyle oh, sessions cracking up. But we a little disrespectful. We a little disrespectful right now. Are we? We left out Shump. I, who? Shump. Shumper? Am I a Shumper? Yeah. I haven't heard you him wrong? rap. You haven't? Nuh-uh. Okay. I know his wife fired as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard him rap. Okay, though. Shump, Shump cool, man. We got we left Shump Did, out. Was man. Iverson tight? Iverson was he was cool. Iverson was cool. Jules. We left out Kobe. Kobe off the bench though. Kobe put an entire album out. And was going to and he rapped in Italian. Yeah, ooh, we might have to bump Kobe up for that. That was a bar. Yeah, Kobe really rapped in Italian. That's crazy. That was dope. So, um, so was we at like what did you put out that was that the that people started noticing? Um, I didn't get a lot of notice until like after high school. Yeah, hold on, yo, I'm in the middle of an interview. I'm call me in twenty minutes. Why? Um. I would get noticed from house parties because mm -hmm. we was always at the house parties. It was always like, you feel me, rapping at house parties going crazy. It was That was always it. Okay. It was always like me, Jay Stylin, Shady okay. Nate. Okay. Like we would just be, you know what I'm saying? You doing the mingles too? Off the top. Okay. Now you doing a freestyle? What was that? Off what, top what is that, that they had? For the, sure. They had some days yeah, where Monday they night. open mic. Okay. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Mingles every week was there. You was Tuesday, there. It was Tuesdays. 
Tuesdays or Mondays. One now, now, I can't now, really remember. Now that's what that's the people that I remember. If I had to have a time in my lifetime where I say that that was a a, a hip hop scene, you know how everybody got that place. Like oh, that was that was it. That was it. That was like. The New York Tunnel. Okay, cool. That's what it was. That was the tunnel. That that's was what. Like, that's a fact. This is a fact. Like every. Yeah. That was the 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 um. What is that thing called? That you jump on a. Oh damn! I can't even think of the name. What it's called? Like the big spring thing. Please help me. The trampoline. That was the trampoline for everybody's career. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That was the trampoline. That was uh. You would you would see Stalin? You would see Fab? You would see um. You would see uh. A crypto, you would see um, Chris the Fifth, which is my favorite rapper. Okay. Um, DB the General said the same thing. Like, like you would see, um, man, everybody was there, man, bro. Like, you, you would see Short, and then on the nights where Short would come in, like, looking and scouting the next talents, everybody would, like, be like, oh, Short in the Yeah, building. Short in the right building. Yeah. On the night. yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You would see Little Blood. You would see, um, you would see all of these individuals, man. And I was like, like, Mingles was the spot where everybody kind of like got their first stage, their first right. microphone. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was that was that was the so, place. From so, right. is that why you do things like when you started your shit? When you started your shit, with people because um, and you're doing it for the poetry now too. You know what I'm saying? And and like, um, I, that's why I said that you're important. You know what I'm saying? For keeping the culture alive. Because no matter what opinion anybody ever has of you, right? You got to look at that. Who's going to do that? Like, a man got to be able to want to do that for his heart. You can come and sell dope era all day off your popularity, right? But you don't even get as much love back for doing that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you find a way to make it work for you, but ain't nobody praising you for that. Like, oh, Fab is having, you know what I'm saying? You doing that for the artist to get on. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and it's because people have places like Mingles right. for Most you definitely. to do your thing. And Most so, definitely. yeah, I want to let you know I appreciate that, man. And everybody should take notice because we need to have more. Yeah, right. Oakland Live. We did Oakland Live consecutively for... Um, what was Oakland Live at? Oakland Live was just random different spots. Sometimes that we would, we would have it at Complex. We had it at... Um, we had it at uh, Star on, like, Lounge. Third and Broadway? Third, right down there. Anton's. Anton's. Mm -hmm. um, we had it several, over the course of six years, we just had it different places, and we're actually about to bring it back. Um, and, and, and having that come back because that gave people sometimes some of their first stages that they were able to perform yeah. at. Absolutely. Oakland Live, DJ 12 and myself. Um, we do the dope air poetry yep. for you know the, the wordsmiths out there that want to just get a chance to be heard and, and, and hear and hear themselves. Um, several talent sh talent shows with the creating change. Um, Unk and myself, we do a lot of the things for the youth, for the younger guys yeah. that can't get in the clubs. Yeah. But we create these talent shows, these platforms to give them a stage and things like that. Um, and these, like you say, these are the things that that need to be done. But one thing that I do is I never take anything personal, even the love yeah, or the lack of. yeah. Because a person loves you, they'll call you an angel. The person hates you, they'll call you a devil. They'll call you the devil. And most of the times, these individuals occupy the same body. Right. right. Someone will love you today and hate you tomorrow. Right. And depending on the feeling that they have towards you will depend on the description of you Yeah. that they give. So you can't never take it personal. Yeah. A person needs something from you. They're gonna, you know, they gonna, you gonna be the best person in the world. Yeah. Exactly. You tell someone you can't do anything for them, they're gonna say you've never done anything, and you're the rudest person and the worst and the most horrible person yeah. in the world. Yeah. Hate out of so you, you can't, you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't take anything personal, man. It's right. just people occupy whatever it is that they're feeling at that moment, 
It doesn't. It's never personal though. It's right. that sickness. We're it's just whatever about it right. is. Is that sickness that yeah. we've we've learned to promote? Have you tried? Have you mastered like your sickness? Have, I mean, not man. Nobody is perfect, but have you like got your shit under control? Like, like as far as like staying pure, staying pure at heart. Like, not not diverting back into nothing or like. Or do you find yourself tiptoeing? Do any time... At 37 years old, I don't feel like a person can master anything. Okay. There's still a lot of life living. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, there's so much life left. I feel like we're old in hood years. Or do you ever master it? We call ourselves old in hood years. Yeah. But in actuality, when we're looking at someone who just turned 110 or 100 years old... We're fairly new. We're still in the first percentile of our life. 37 to 80 or 60. Come on. So I plan to be around a long time. I don't plan to, you know, to exit early. Yeah. Uh, So I'm working on, um, I'm working on those things. I'm working on being a better listener, applying more patience, Mm -hmm. um, not, not diverting back to some of our normal ways. So you don't know it all. You're very willing to listen. Not at all. Not at all. I, I don't know. No, I don't know anything. Yeah. Much. You know the things that I've learned. I've only learned to know the things that I didn't know. Right. I don't. I don't want to go go uh, too far off of this because I wanted to go to like your early stages back to rapping and like some of the people that might have uh, looked out for you and some of the studios you ran across. Some of the people like like paint the picture of Oakland like because you. To me, it might it may have seemed like it took long for you to come up from whatever you was doing, but kind of like the timing and when you came up made you have like an explosive rising, right? And I'm talking about the era of between like dropping your first couple of songs that hit to labels actually being interested to signing. Like, what was that process like? Like, what was that whole era? Like, you had, of course, you named all those people styling. You had a... Uh, 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 the whole live wire actually you had um, uh, who else was out here you had people like Jacka people like Mac Dre like how was that scene and what was what was you com- how was you coming up through the ranks I just was working man uh, we did from freestyle battles from you know source battles and uh, guys like Locksmith and myself T-Pup and shout out to Locksmith most definitely shout out to Locksmith he's insane uh, um but watching those coming up in those ranks, so it was that, and then um, that led to me getting my first album done. I recorded right around the corner um, at Straight Hit Studio. Jazzy Jim actually put that out. Jazzy Ooh. Jim and Gary Archer. Um, Shout we, out to Gary Archer. We put those out. We put the Nig Latin out, and I have, would have the rap truck, the rap vehicle, riding around the town, and right. people who didn't know who I was, and people was like, "Who the hell is this?" Yeah. That's the one with the hat to the back. The, nah, we was had the Van Green. Yeah, the Van Green was a Green. Okay, band. okay, okay. And people would just be like, "Who the hell is this?" But I would ride around every day. I'd be in the East. I'd be at the Hoagie Shop selling CDs. I'd right. be at Swads. Right. Uh, you know, Swads selling CDs. I'd That's be work. everywhere just working. You know, pressing up my own CDs. Um, now this is not no label. No, never. This is before. This that. is this you is, and this, Gary Archer helping you. And even before Gary Archer, it was Eric Berry. So Eric. EB at North Pole Productions. I was 18, 19, and um, I would put, we would go to Comp USA, go buy the CDs, blank CDs, buy this little program that you put in a computer. It'll do like all the little graphics work for you. Mm-hmm. The stomper, you take those out, you stomping CDs. So we stomping CDs all day. I'm stomping 100 CDs, mm. and I'm just hitting the street selling them out my backpack. Mm. 
on the bus, on the BART, riding around. There you go. Let me borrow my girl car. Let me drive around, going up to schools and selling CDs. So this was yeah. an so everyday these tapes thing. Are these just, uh, I know it was mixtapes, but nah, that was, was beats or freestyle? Nah, it was, it, was my, it was like my first album, what I like to call it. It was my first album. I don't know uh, if everybody noticed. It's called it's called Nig Latin. It was my first I album. I remember Nig Before Nig Latin, though. Before, like, the actual album Nig Latin, mm. um, it was my first like album in the streets called Nick Latin. And uh man, we just was moving around everywhere, just just grinding. So, you know, E B taught me a lot on the independent grind on how to get up and go make a name for yourself. And I would be embarrassed by some of the things that he would do because I'd be like, bro, you catting, bro. Like, you doing you doing hella much. Yeah. But he let me know, bro, there's no such thing as doing hella much when you going after your dream. Right. And now the baby wears a diaper to South by Southwest, and it's brilliant. You see what I'm saying? If you would have did that, though, everybody would have been like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? You know what I'm saying? Man. It's just you didn't the time. come with no gimmicks in that, though, huh? I didn't think they were gimmicks. Yeah. Other people really? lived it. Like the yellow bus and things like that. I didn't think yeah. they were. I felt like. I think that's, just that's the van right there, so. That was the first van. Look, that's. That's 2002, October 1st, 2002. I heard that. So, what's that, 17 years? Listen, the, go, the, the yellow bus, right, you would have, you ushered in a new generation also, right? Because a person would say, okay, well, uh, that's a gimmick or we don't do that. But, like, in a person that, what would, you, what would have been more of a gimmick? You rapping about being the biggest drug dealer, which we know a lot of niggas did, and it was just, like, extra corny. Man, you know what I mean? Because I know the real Noriega. Yeah, I mean, not even that. I'm talking. I'm speaking specifically of the town. I mean, I'm not naming names, but I'm saying we know. You know what I'm saying? We know that the shit wasn't real. So, like, if a motherfucker was being they self now, to me, that created a whole nother movement because the yellow bus movement was a thing. It's like people that got this shit tattooed on them. I'm talking real shit. Like, I didn't been to other places. Like, damn. I bet you he don't even really like to him. Mr. Fab is the biggest thing. That's what I tell all artists. Why wait to get out your art? People didn't like Basquiat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, bus movement, this is like a time capsule. If you do nothing else in your life but make this your big ass thumbprint, what? You know what I'm saying? It, it don't matter where you go. You're gonna see Knox. <laughs> for the rest of your life with dope era shit on. Right. You gonna say niggas in the industry with shit dope era. You know how shit get passed Rats. on? Yeah. I see Knox with I see Knox with Jordans on that I can clean up right now and get about eleven hundred for. Yeah. Like nigga, you know which ones them is? That's a fact. Right. Somebody just gave them to him. You right. know what I'm saying? But that's how this shit is. Even nigga put his imprint on the game. You know what I'm saying? And that's what people gotta understand. It don't matter about the criticism about what people say. And you have to endure, like we saying you have to understand that they're going to talk. They're going to talk. No matter what you do, like they're, they're, that's just what they're going to do. But even when you're giving general information like that, Fab, you got to explain it because we live in a different kind of place. Like, it's, it, I, I don't mean to say just crabs in a barrel, but it's so, it's so scarce. Like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas actually coming up and, mm -hmm. and quote unquote keeping it real, maintaining their relevance around where they're from is the hardest shit ever. Bro, it was so tough just coming out because I didn't have any major sponsors. Right. I didn't have anybody that was vouching for me. I didn't have and no any, crew. I didn't have no crew. Mm. Like Did you they get at the bigger artists that was out in the bay. The it wasn't accessible like that. Okay. We didn't. You couldn't just at somebody and get a response. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like if you outside, you got to see a nigga. You yeah. To do something and and, and then it was like, all right, who is you? What you do? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how you moving? It was you know what I'm saying. What, what's your resume? What's your resume young look like? When in Oakland is uh, traditionally, if a nigga would have pulled up just in a clean ass car, right, would have been something. And hella money and hella bitches and whatever, whatever. Look the People would have been like, well, let's just give him a shot automatically. And, yeah. and I ain't had that. I'm just a young dude pulling up with a CD and a rap band, and they like, who is this thing? And I got a, I got my white homie in the car with me. They like, ah, oh, this nigga. They ain't, they ain't really looking yeah. at it, so yeah. I'm pulling up on folks. I see, I think I pull up on G-Stack one day, and I get out to see. I'm like, man, can't you? I ain't know who he was uh, by face. Okay. Because remember, the Lakers wasn't shooting videos like that, and nah, then I think right. their last video was like a cartoon video. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, that man was a cartoon video, so right. it was like, that man. you know what I'm saying? It was like, I'm like, yo, man, you want to you buy my CD? It's like, yo, CD is like... It's like, you know who I am? Like, nah, man, I'm just trying to sell my CD, bro. Like, you feel me? It's like, one more. He's like, man, I'm, I'm G-Stack of the Delinquents. I'm like, for real? I'm jumping for real? Oh, I get to tell him, like, man, my cousin. Yeah, ooh, like, yeah, yeah. Start name dropping. He like, oh, I know your cousin. I'm like, yeah, man, you can call him right now. Like, you feel me? That's my real cousin. And because uh, my cousin was, you know, was heavy in the streets. Okay. And uh, from the east, and he, he was, him and V was, like, super cool. And so he like, yeah, man. He's like, I've been seeing you everywhere, man. Like, your movement, movement. And truth be told, the Delinquents were the first artists to really embrace me and put me on something. Ooh. They put me on like that Delinquents mixtape. It was a Delinquents mixtape that they had did, and what it was, was uh, it was like after Dominion. It was like they was doing these little mixtapes. It was like them getting back in the wave of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had put me on the mixtape, but. It introduced me to an East Oakland audience. Okay. When they was like, oh, I heard you on that mixtape. Yeah. All right. And yeah. most of your stuff was just I was just local. I was, you feel me? I was in, a, I was selling in CDs hood. in the yeah. hood, moving around like you feel me. I was selling CDs like that. It wasn't no tours or nothing like that no, for me. It was just, man, I got a spinoff first of CDs, and I'm just gonna keep moving. Yeah. Then my cousin took me on tour with him. My cousin Roop Dog from Sacramento. My mama's sister's son. Um. He was on AWOL, but after AWOL, he had put out his own music, and he, he was like, Petey, I'm finna go up to, uh, that's my family name. He's like, Petey, I'm finna go up to Seattle, and uh, we doing this little tour. You want to roll? I'm like, man, I don't got no money to go up there. And it was like, he was like, nigga, you better get you a, 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 some CDs, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I jumped in the car with a, a, a spin first of CDs and just... Mm. I ate by selling CDs. If I wasn't oh, selling CDs, I wouldn't eat. Goodness. So you that was sold, the only. That's crazy. Yeah, you right. sold your music on the tour with your cousin. To eat. Off of Spindle. Off the Spindle. Only oh, your CD. Only my CD. Okay. My CD. Yeah. So right. so just for niggas listening, like when you inspire, man, you inspire. And it's way easier now. You can upload easier. your shit to iTunes right now and be on a platform with everybody else. You don't never got to touch an actual CD no more. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, this shit way different. This nigga going through the process. It's just important for motherfuckers to know, man. Man, we sold CD. I'm looking for it. That's why I ain't, I'm trying to find it right. on here to show this CD. Nigga, we sold hand-to-hand combat, man. That's crazy. Like, you feel me? Bouncing out. And like you say, niggas putting their life on the line. Yeah. Bouncing out of the wrong nigga hood. Right. Talking about, man, I'm trying to. You want to buy some CD? Nigga, like what? Yeah. When did the yellow bus era slow down? Cause in '06, mm-hmm. we did a comedy show in Bakersfield called the Yellow Bus Comedy Tour. Mm-hmm. We still 
Um, by the yellow bus. Wait, y'all was doing this shit with nobody from the from the. Uh, nobody from the yellow bus. Now, 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 hold on, that. man. I want to take this as a serious moment, right? So, Fab, can we say that you officially started the yellow bus movement? Oh man, it's hard to say. You know. Okay, well, uh, everything uh, is about perception, right? No, like, I don't, and I don't mean it for nobody to take it personally. Because there's somebody somewhere who probably like, man, I was doing that in '87. Right. Nah, nah, know, nah. Man. No, like, but the reason saying? I want to say that is because it'll be just like God forbid anything was to happen, but we take everything so serious about the marathon continues right right, right now. There it go. That was my first CD. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Okay, there. We take everything so serious about the marathon continues. Uh, yeah, the water spill. That was what? old school printed on there. Print. It was printed That's on there. Computer, right? Let me see. Hold on. I'm listening to the to the marathon Dude, thing. Do uh, you know where any of those are right now? Never. Them is them is folklore now. Damn. Like if you got one of them, you you the you you handling. Seriously. <laughs> like Somebody you feel got me? A CD tower somewhere with it in the garage. If you got that, you handling. That's. Look, somebody got that for sure. Somebody oh, for sure, somebody got that. Got that huh? thing somebody got that. That's two. That's two thousand right there. That's two thousand. That's almost twenty years now. Next year that'll well, be twenty years. Y'all got that barbershop for me. That had to be about two thousand two, two thousand. No, because I had a little money by then. Damn. Um, that was. I think. I did come down. Yeah, I came down to eighty third and 04. Maybe two thousand four. Yeah. I just started getting some money. Yeah. Start filling that paper. Not just not a lot of it, but I just start I start seeing where to me the stack five hundred back in the day was the thing. Yeah. I would always stack my money in five hundreds. Okay. So for me to have my first thousand was like, oh, that's dope. Right. Yeah. Like when you first yeah. got your first thousand yeah, dollars, yeah, you just yeah, counted yeah. it over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. For that era, like yeah. so, it was just like now. Okay. But is this rap money? At that time, yes. No. Yes. I was doing a lot of, you know what I'm saying? We selling weed. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Bitches, you feel but me? you able to do shit and rap. Yeah, but this was rap. It yeah. started, it's 2005, 2004, 2005, it became rap. Did okay. your bigger first money start coming from winning these rap battles? I didn't start getting my big, big first money till recently. <laughs> like, I mean, well, well I, that was a lie, I'm sorry. In 2007, I signed with Atlantic, so I got like about a 400, 500,000. Okay. But, you don't really see it like that. You get it, like, but when we got it, it's shit ran, you know. But before you got that deal, like, everybody had embraced you already. By that time. I won't say everybody, but by that time, it was like, that's blood, 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 cool. No, by, by that time, it was like, this is the new guy. Yeah. So we'll fast forward it a little bit, because we, new, so. Wait, so when did New Oakland drop? 2005. I did it in 2004. And you signed what year? 2007. That's what I was about to say. Because that song, is that your biggest song to date? I don't know. It's to the people. Numbers-wise, analytically, I, I don't just, know. I, got, I, I, think I, that, I didn't look it up, so I got to go off field. I think it's my most influential song. Because mm. you, 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 you are a versatile artist, so it, does it change in different demographics? Yes. It does, right? Yes. Yeah. It's some people that want to hear some Mr. Fab hip-hop shit. It's people that like Mr. Fab hip hop music. Then it's people who like the party music. I found so, my backpack shit. It's people that love Ghost Rider. Like to them, Ghost Rider is the biggest record ever. To them, I mean, I've my sold out stadiums off that record. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. To this day, that record is still streaming, and that record is still being talked about. They're actually doing. Uh, they just did a uh, 
like a 10 year something on it and uh the New York Times the other day. Like, did they sue you? Did, 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 did they try to sue you for that? It was more so not necessarily. It was a lawsuit. Or a cease and desist? But it was a cease and desist. And it was it was based off the infringement of us using the car, changing the, changing the logo on the car. And um, Columbia Pictures had owned the licensing of the car. And it became defamation of, uh, uh, I think, a defamation of, like, when you can screw someone's message, like basically their art, you're changing their art yeah. and you're depicting it to move it did, to did persuade it, people that way. And it couldn't be looked at as a parody. It wasn't looked at as a parody because uh, parodies are only certain long, like 30 seconds or uh, something, something like that. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? It was, I think the interpolation of it was something. It was some different stuff. Yeah, um, that's crazy. And then we never cleared it with, with Ray Parker Jr., um, who actually did the original composition right. for the song. So right. um, so did that, did that kind of like stall you? Well... Start your momentum? No, what started my momentum was um, getting into local radio politics and mm. the demographics of those I, things. I remember that. So the local mm. radio politics, which um, when I signed with Atlantic Records. Um, you got Yellow Bus Radio. I had like 10 songs on the radio at the time. No, I'm saying, but you got the job for 94.9? I'm at 94.9, but this is before, like, I signed, and then we went to go get the radio show. Okay. But. Who, the, who is the A&R, or who's the person that signed you? Who's Mike the, Karen. Mike Karen. Okay. Mike Karen, Craig Kalman, they were all in just, a, you know, it was all a, very interested. Um, yeah. As I think back on it, being young, I signed a label deal. Maybe I should have signed an artist deal. Yeah. Enough time to just learn the system. Um, in the Bay Area, we always thought that. We ain't signing nobody. We our own bosses. We got our own label. But in actuality, we don't run labels. So they left a lot in your hands. Most definitely. Everything you had, you had was in to do my everything. hands. And we didn't know how to do anything. So you you had to go pick the person to do uh, uh, Ghost Rider video? Yeah, we did all of that. We did... Uh, who shot the... I mean, who was the director? Rock Jacobs. Okay. Rock Jacobs and Rush Films. Um, okay. Rock and Geo. Um, and Stretch played a major part. And, you know, um, us facilitating these things. Um, I still remember paying for that video. I think I paid like 100000 cash. Mm. For that video, mm. um, it was just like uh, these were just the times. Like, we we, are we talking pre-Napster, post-Napster? Maybe right after Napster. Because we gotta also understand, like you would have been like probably off of that shit. Honestly, oh, we went viral. We was, we were, we. But I'm they, saying you would have been three times platinum in today's time. Yeah, most definitely. We you were. got first of all, you got your momentum cut because that that who's gonna go against. Columbia. Yeah, we right. went we went viral. Like that's those are some of the infancy stages of what viral were. Yeah. We didn't even know what viral were. We were we, we, we were went viral. We okay. were on Hannity and Cone's political show yeah. talking about ghost riding. You see yeah. parodies pop up of people doing ghost ride the Volvo, ghost riding granny. Right, right. The, and yeah, these were right. times before, you know, you were before even the YouTube even went to monetization to yeah. where they were monetizing getting people paid. Yeah. So these are these are things that uh just ahead of the curve. Where did you first see Ghost Riding at? Oakland Tech. Who, and who was doing it? Critty Bo. Critty Bo. Chris. Little yeah. Chris. Chris was from Ghost Town. Mm -hmm. And um, Chris had this van, this blue van, with uh, all gold rims. He had the gold fifth wheel. He had everything. Yeah. And yeah. he would come up to school. He, You know, he went there, but he would come up to school at lunchtime, and that was his way of knocking all the chicks. Yeah. 
He'd be pulling up, either slapping, steady mobbing yeah. or something like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The ghost town mob, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they would be going crazy. And um, he'd, be, and he'd be dancing, he'd be, you know, turf dancing. Uh-huh. And all the girls would love him. They'd be like, you're so stupid, he's so yeah, silly. Yeah, and he would, yeah. he'd be knocking all the chicks. Yeah. But he'd get out the car and he'd just walk it and just... You right. feel me? He'd be throwing up the ghosts. Right. He'd be like, he's like, cause that nigga a fool. Right. Right. So that's the first person, you know what I'm saying? The ghost town folks, but that made it to me, my generation, my era. Right. Maybe they were doing it before and or whatever, but yeah. that's what it became popular to us watching Critty Boy and them, you know, pull up, yanking ghosts and ghosts. You, you was the you was the person that took it international that let everybody see it. And that's a lot of rappers say that. Like they be like, I got this shit from my hood. I got this shit from the culture. I got I seen this where I was at, at my high school right. or whatever, right? And um a lot of rappers go through that though. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker wanna like take credit for it in the hood or something, mm-hmm. man. Like I just wanna know like if you was giving a message to the people, how you feel about that? Like what 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 do you say to the people? Cause it's kinda hard. Cause I don't know what credit motherfuckers be wanting. I don't know what you know. what I'm saying I don't even know what you get for that. If you create something in the street and somebody take it to another level, like how you supposed to give back other than shit like what you do? You know what I'm saying? So I know you've been in situations like that. I've almost heard every rapper say that. Like he yeah. got that from somewhere. Yeah, he got people, that. people just we live in the world, man. Especially these times today, everybody just wants to be involved. People want to be included. No one wants to feel left out. No one wants to be slighted. No yeah, one wants to be forgot back. about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. Because you do your best to include. I try. You got something. But I'm human. You got something going on. Fuck, fuck the personal shit. Because, I mean, it could be something that somebody done for you in your hood, actually, or your cousin or somebody. You'd be like, I really, really want to put this nigga in position. Or I just know he used to smoke coke. Or he used to be. I just want to help him out. Like, something personal, right? Right. But I'm talking about the average. Ap- um, average everyday person, right? I feel like you do something in a in a sense of, like we said, poetry, Oakland Live, right? The the Monday nights with the strippers, right? All of them different things and all of them different fa- providing black clothing, right, for people to buy, like uh, doing the thing you've done for the women, uh, the abused women, I believe, uh, doing all of those That's type what of the things. Summit, mm-hmm. abuse, yeah. And the black place? men. Yeah, summit. we we do it. We do it uh, bi monthly. Okay. We do we do these things uh, for teen summits and, and women of power. It's called women empowerment groups. Okay. And then during Valentine's Day, we do survivors of domestic abuse. Yeah, that's so, uh, yeah. He where do. y'all hold those at? We just just random different places, okay. random different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, and you doing shit with the kids? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I that's what I'm saying. Like that to me, that's somebody giving back. If you was if you was making money off the uh, for the culture. Off of the hood, off of where you came from, and you never gave back. Because I don't believe that rappers should be handing out money. I don't believe that shit at all. Like I feel like you get, you can give away bogus, anything. You can yeah. give away bogus jobs to niggas. Try to a nigga with you can't get a nigga to sweep the shop. Right. It's niggas outside right now with no money. You can't get a nigga to sweep the shop. But they come ask for. Let me get nigga come ask you for anything Call and get mad that. when you don't give it to them. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like being in that position. Imagine being in that position with being on Instagram big or being on TV, being on MTV or being on Breakfast Club. Being, you know what I'm saying? Nigga always think you got it. Right. Come on, nigga, you got it. Right. You know what I'm saying? How do you how do you deal with that though? Um. Like I said, man, it's never taking it personal, bro. Yeah. And understanding to a person, um, I used to want to be the guy that appeared to have it. Yeah. You know, I would, I would, I think sometimes for our lack of, we overcompensate. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we go do, we go buy a lot yeah. of jewelry, we yeah. go buy, 
a lot of, you know, we go shoe shopping, we go buy a hundred pairs of shoes, or mm -hmm. we go buy whatever it is. We're overcompensating. We're trying to fit this look that we want people to identify with us as. Appear uh, rich. You know, we, we, we want to appear rich. Yeah. As you get older, you just like, hey man, this is what it is. This is a business man, paying taxes. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, you don't, you don't necessarily want to go around flaunting your money and leading first like that. Um, it takes a lot of years of experience to get to that level of humbleness, but it's also more mindful of saying, we're living in drastic times. Mm -hmm. and, and what we don't want to do is we don't want to purposely put targets on our back. You know, there are a lot of air holders out here in the world today mm. that are looking for Hella shitty a reason to be attached to someone's legacy Hella shitty because they can't create anything for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they say, well, I'm going to just go down to history as the nigga that smacked you. Right. And anytime they bring your name up, they're going to bring mine up. Mm -hmm. um, and these are the things that we have to protect. We have to protect our culture and the facets of let's not allow these outside vultures to continue to attach themselves to something that is... Uh, a preservation of the culture, yeah. of what we represent. Yeah. I'm saying all of that to say, I just be chilling, man. I be like, man, I, I want to be able to give the people the same game that I got. If you come up to me, say, fat man, how you start a cold line? I ain't going to be like, oh, nigga, well, you got to cash me out. Won't, won't. No, no, we'll have a consulting uh, seminar here and there. We'll have a seminar where we talk about these things, yeah. and we'll get in depth to it. But small things about... Huh, this person press up some stuff. Here, my brother do artwork. I'm go take this number. Man, that's a game that you should want to give. Right. You know, I think the biggest term that messed our generation off or that just uh, totally put the game in this, uh, a bad eye on the game was the game is to be sold, not told. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. That's it's bullshit. unfortunate because then we started profiting off pain. That's, that's, and we became no better than yeah. our oppressors and suppressors. Yeah, that's some bullshit, man. We became... Here it is a situation where you can give somebody something that can help them out, but you'd rather sell it to them when you got it for free mm -hmm. or you got it off your experience. Yeah. Once you would be willing to share their experiences, that's how black history was able to be passed on in tradition. Yeah. When we first arrived here, we only knew of the stories of our ancestors because they were passed on in tradition. We would gather around in our villages and we would pass on our tradition morally and as a culture. Those are things that allowed us to continue to stay intact with the motherland, even on foreign lands. Those are the things that we had to identify with. Now, unfortunately, we're no longer passing on those, the history. We're no longer passing on the game, which is nothing but a street word for knowledge. Yeah. Therefore, there are so many lost individuals out here that are seeking, but they don't know what they're actually seeking. Yeah. they just searching. Yeah, and, and and that's what we up against. We up against some lost people that don't know what they gonna do. You gotta um, you gotta share with us a little bit about your experiences with like all of the rappers when you came up. Like once you got once, so did you did you have a, like a graceful bow out at, with your deal and just said yo you wanted to part ways with the label and just continue your career or how did that happen? Well, it's uh, first what happens is they stop answering your phone calls. Then secondly, what happens is. Um, you're not invited to the parties anymore. So you're not you get invited. to the point where you damn near chasing them now. Yeah, most definitely. That's what happens. Um, when you first come in the game, they try to play you. You make a couple of hits. Look how they wave to you. Mm. You know, Jay said it best. Mm. Um, and, and these are the things that go on, you know. Then you become on the chasing end of it, and then you're just like, and then it gets to discrepancies, and then it becomes lawsuits, and then it becomes cases, and then it becomes paperwork and litigation, and 
then you part ways and then you see each other at parties and you act like you never met or it's very an awkward situation when you see someone and then it's just like, oh, what's up? You don't know if you want to say what's up or if you want to punch them and they don't know if they want to ignore you or get security on you. Yeah. Um, then you start doing other things in, in, in the game. You start writing hits for other people. Now you're the friend again. Right. Um, and it's one of the reasons why it told me never take it personal, man. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just the game. Yeah. And when you're in the game, you have to understand that there are people who abide by the rules and then there are people who make their own rules. Mm -hmm. You have to decide which one you're going to be and and be bold enough to make your own rules, Mm -hmm. but be smart enough to abide by certain rules. Right. You know? Right. In God's work, it's good and bad. Yeah. In law, it's right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to find a thin line that suits you best. Yeah. Now, um... Like, so you part ways from the label. Are you dealing with, like, so you had New Oakland. Of course, you built a relationship with people like I had several songs, not just New Oakland. No, I'm saying early on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was several songs. Son of a Pimp birthed a lot of songs. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. New Oakland is on Son of a Pimp. Yeah. Son of a Pimp was epic. Like, when you go back. Is it a different version? New Oakland is song number 15. On Son of a Pimp. When you go back and you listen to, like, next year I'm doing this tour. I'm doing a 15-year anniversary of Son of a Pimp. Damn, I'm tripping. Yeah. So 15 Son years. of a Pimp came out. In 2005. Oh, okay. I'm thinking Mac Dre, Pimp too. Mac Dre died on November 1st, 2004. We were working on an album. Um, it was almost complete. I'd almost finished it, and I was wanting him to hear the whole album. And he died. Threw all the way off. We got through all the way off because we had a lot of stuff up that was going on. And I was just like, damn, what are we going to do now? And then we were sitting around looking at each other. Kilo and everybody was like, well, shit, somebody going to have to step up and take this to the next level. We're going to carry I did, this. I, I knew that. I knew all that. Yeah. It was like, we got to carry this shit going. So it's either going to be you, Huss, Ryder, or Jack. Which one of you niggas going to do it? Right. And I came off the bench like a six man. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't projected to be. Like, I came off like a James Harden, where we had the the Kevin Durant, we had the Russell Westbrook, and we all had Oklahoma. We all was Oklahoma <laughs> Thunder. Yeah, was, yeah. Know, the Thizzlahoma Thunder. Yeah. And it was like, nigga, you're going to have to go to the Rockets, or you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to carry this team, do something. When you So, when we go back to Nig Latin, mm-hmm. how was you distributing that? We went through Selecto Hits. Selecto so Hits. So, uh, Missy, um, I can't think of her last name, but she's uh she was out of uh, Memphis. I was out of Tennessee. Selecto Hits put out my first album. Wow. Then we delivered Son of a Pimp to Walt. Okay. City Hall. City Hall. Um, That's a reoccurring th- No pre-orders. Story. No nothing. Nobody gave a damn about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, it was, was what it was. It wasn't like no crazy pre-orders. It wasn't no crazy buzz behind it. Yeah. Um, I dropped this record called uh, Super Sick With It. Super Sick With It was the first time that um, Thiz had ever linked up with Sick with it records. Okay. E40 Son did the beat. Droopy. Droopy. Shout um, out to Droopy. The record was a record with me, Turf Talk, and E40. Okay. Um, for the first four months, everybody thought it was E40 song. Mm. They would never, uh, you know, I was going through the little situation, the pre situation with radio at the time where um, the way that it broke was at Ambassador's Lounge, at 40's okay. Club. 
Okay. So they would play that record, and it just became the biggest record in the Bay at the time. Nobody was – every time that record came on, it was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. And that's where the term, I do the dummy, retarded and ride the yellow bus, came from. Right. Um, I felt like that line stood out a lot. Therefore, that birthed the yellow bus movement for myself. Yeah. Um, that record got big, got on the radio, crazy, crazy, buzzing, buzzing. We dropped Son of a Pimp. Son of a Pimp had that record. It had New Oakland. It had Kicked Out the Club. Mm -hmm. um, it had Hey Lil Mama, mm -hmm. which Trackademics produced. Yeah. Actually, Trackademics did nine songs on Son of a Pimp. He did yeah. the whole album almost. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it had a beat from Kanye West. Yeah. Mm. This uh, is at the time. I met Kanye at the Wake Up Show with Sway. Uh-huh. Um, Sway and Tech introduced us, and he was just like, yo, get him some music. Like, let's do something. And Tech mixed it, right? Most definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, so these are just, you know, Son of a Pimp is it's crazy. It's a, a whole history behind that album. Um, but at that time, when the radio started buzzing, 2005, 2006, the, I had. The Wake Up Show was still here? Yeah. In 05? Sure. Was it Bay Area here? Yeah. No, no you was, was in, in LA. LA. Right, in LA. right, right, right. In LA. And, um, I was working my ass off, man. But by the time I got signed to Atlantic, I had ten songs on the radio. I had, damn, I had New Oakland. These are currently on the radio. Like, okay, all these records was on the radio. I had New Oakland. I had Super Sick with it. I had Halo Mama. I had Ghost Ride it. I had Kicked Out the Club. I did the Vans remix. Mm -hmm. I did Grown Man Remix mm -hmm. I get my Grown Man on yep. um, uh, What other records was going um, It was like three more records It was uh, So back then it was about the BDS Your name is coming up in every rotation And they looking like how the hell do he got what all he these doing? records yeah. <laughs> Like it's like he's on all of these records Like yeah. these records is crazy Yeah um, Oh Sideshow. Sideshow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sideshow. Sideshow. Uh, it was just hella records, bro, at the so time. So when you yeah. get super sick with it, yeah. how did you come up with the hook? He sent me the beat. I'm lying. I went and got the beat. Okay. He was at Dublin High at the time. He was a senior in high school. Okay. Me and Jay Nash drove up to the high school, and he gave me the beat on the CD. Jay Nash had an Escalade with hella slap. When we got in the car, he cut the beat on, and I was like, fuck, I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, that shit's slapping, though. Yeah. I'm like, but what kind of slap? Like, I yeah, never heard no shit like, I never heard no beat like that. Right. So I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to rap to. I'm like, I'm supposed to rap to this shit. Yeah. to the studio, I played it for everybody in the studio, and I'm like, this shit slapped. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to this, though. Yeah. And so, I was like, shit, nigga, she isn't sick with it, nigga, this us. The yeah, sick with it, we, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went in there and freestyled the hook. 
And it's like, oh, that's hard. So some of the homies from Thiz was like, nigga, we ain't sick with it, nothing. Yeah. We don't fuck with them niggas. Like, it was right. just, at the, you know, it was, right. it was Vallejo shit. I yeah, knew back about then. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nigga, I don't know nothing about that, nigga. E-40, one of my favorite rappers, nigga. Yeah, this yeah. is a dream come true, nigga. Yeah. I got a chance to do a song with 40. Yeah. Did the shit, did the song, brought people together, brought the stuff together. The energy was great. Wish we could have did the video for it, but back then, videos was $100,000. Right, right, right. That shit Right. So that was dope. Like, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Super sick with it, kicked the doors off. And as much as it did for me with my introduction to outside of Oakland, just into the greater Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Like, if you was from yeah. Oakland, you knew me or whatever. Right. You see right. me around in the truck or whatever. Right. But the introduction to the greater Bay Area with, you know, with 40 being on the record and stuff like that, it also brought 40 back. Okay. Because he hadn't done anything at the time. Okay. He hadn't dropped in a little bit. Yeah. And he was kind of like, at that at that stage of where I'm going to go with this. Right. That's when he embraced his, I'm going to fuck with the youngsters. I'm going to fuck with the youngsters. Because he do it to this day, and it's sure. kept him lit. You he's, know what I'm saying? He told me a big quote that I always remember from him is, turn with the times or the times will turn on you. Mm, that, that's the truth. It's one of his signatures and how he... Maintains his relevancy. Yeah. Because he's a fixture. Uh, he's a fixture yes, he in the game, and you can only get 140. Yeah, right. only one. So there's no expiration date on that. Yeah, right. yeah. Like I got there's, a, there's a lot of people who they are, who they are, but there's only 140. There's only one too short. Right. That's why they could do this shit until they kick the bucket. Yeah. How do shorts relationship come so knit tight like that? Um... Short would be at my mom's club when I was young. My mom ran this club, the strip club, at uh, which later turned into being Mingles. That's how I always had a relationship with Mingles because I was always already in that club when John Ivy owned it. Yeah, uh, it shout called, out to John Ivy. What else he owned? He on, on Broadway? I mean, he, uh, around the corner, he ended up getting uh, on Broadway. Was that? No, it wasn't on Broadway. The uh, the Jamaican dude on, on Broadway. He owned another one of them. Other ones. It was John and Fred. John yeah, and Fred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they, uh, it was called Maxine's. Mm -hmm. The first stop of Maxine's. Mm -hmm. okay. It was where Mingles was. It was before it turned into Mingles. Yeah. But my mom would run uh, a stripper night there on Mondays. And the Cadillac Club, Frog, Frog from 8 9, mm -hmm. Frog from Sobrani. Um, mm -hmm. I was in a notorious ball fight, bar fight in Maxine's, by the way. Like, that real? real? With Jug, nigga. <laughs> With jug, with they was my nigga bumped a nigga with a drink in the bathroom. They was tripping. It was uglier. I was hella little in that fight, nigga. Shout out to FROG actually the outside, nigga. On <laughs> <laughs> the real nigga, I was a little nigga in there, and uh, um, it was crazy. That shit was wild, man. That shit was I, I, I that shit was crazy. And uh, my nigga tattoo from High Street Mama, which is Frog's sister, was a security. And okay. I remember when I walked in that motherfucker, she like this nigga go to school with my son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was, yeah. it was crazy, but so short and then would always be with the Cadillac Club. It'd be all the OGs, you know, Boo, Mike, mm. um, uh, Uncle Jock, everybody, P.O., and they would always be down there. And I remember seeing short, and I told him, man, I'm, woo, 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 son, man, the lady from the club. I was always the kid in the club. Y'all always right. just ask, yeah. I was this kid in this damn club. Right. 
Because it'd be certain nights, my mama ain't, you know, back. You know, when we was young, it wasn't no babysitter. It was lock nah, the damn door, don't open man, it for nobody. stay your ass in this motherfucker. Don't answer the phone. Don't, don't answer, answer the goddamn the phone. Don't open the door yeah, for nobody. Yeah, what yeah, no babysitter. Yeah. They'd be 10 years old watching yeah, himself. Yeah. <laughs> don't cook shit. Yeah. Put some goddamn top ramen in the microwave. I always say these kids weak as fuck. I wish you no would. Yeah, right. yeah. Nigga, shut the damn door. Nigga, don't open it don't up for nobody. Don't answer the goddamn phone. Don't look out them blinds, nothing. So, some nights my mom would take me to work with her. Mm-hmm. Late night, man. Be like, you feel me? Then I got to the level where I was 12, 13, and she'd be like, nigga, you want to go out? Come on, I'm going to show you. But she was doing it to show me the life that I would be indoctrinated into. Yeah. So it would be like, right. nigga, this stripper, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. pure gay. This person, this why she stripped. This bra, she ain't cool. This bra, she going to school, so she paying for this money. She don't really do this. This just her late night personality. This bra just like the attention. This bra just like the money. This bra, her freakness is her weakness. She like, giving you and all the And she would just show me all the different women. And then she would show me all the ball players and the people to be. This nigga's a trick. This nigga's a player. This nigga's woo woo right. woo. This nigga's a gangster. Right. And she would like. What it did was she broke down the microcosms of personalities and characteristics. And regardless if the person changes, the characteristics remain the same. Right. So therefore, in the social realm of speaking, you can always learn what kind of person a person is by their characteristics. Just analyze it. Yeah. So yeah. I just would just sit back and people watch. I see you doing that now. Though. I do it now. I've, I've utilized that. And it was crazy. Yeah. I never knew in my lifetime that I lived by those rules. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got older and I learned to apply that to my game. Mm-hmm. And you just watch and you learn. Saying all that to say, Short remembered me as being the young kid. Yeah. And I went up to him one day. I was like, man, I'm the hottest nigga in the Bay right now. Nigga, I'm woop, woop. Nigga, I got this going on. I got yeah. this going on. And he was like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that nigga said, go cold and get hot again. Then I'll holler at you. Damn. <laughs> I said, nigga, what? Damn. I walked up, I went back, I told my mom, I'm like, why this nigga short hated on me? Yeah. She said, what? Say, man, I told this nigga I was one point, I was popping it, and then this, this nigga tell me. Nigga, go cold and get hot again. Go cold and get hot again. She said, nigga, he gave you the game with longevity. She said, anybody could be hot, but nigga, can you go cold and get hot again? She was like, that's going to show that you're going to be able to stick with it. Right. She's like, every nigga could take a punch till he get punched. Can you get up from that punch? Mm. And that's the story of my life, of being able to say, life is about runs. It's about transitioning, and it's about adapting. And being in a situation where, yeah, you could be the hottest, but how will cold affect you? Mm. Are you hot because it's in you, or just somebody put it on you? Like, nigga could make you hot, but when you venture off and you go on your own, can you keep that temperature? Right. Mm-hmm. And if you go cold, nigga, can you get hot again? Or do you need somebody to warm you? Right. Like Jay told a nigga, nigga, everybody saying they made hoes. Make another one. Make, make another one. And make another one. Since you made me. Since you that raw. Since you that raw, hole. nigga, you made me. And making hoes. You made hoes, nigga. Go make another me then. And it is yet to be done. So, so when you got out of that, when you got out of that, label deal and you with you with this now yeah you signed with this there was never no signatures never no signatures nobody handshakes it was all just bro i'm fucking with y'all you fucking with me all right cool like mac dre 
my cousin was managing Mac Dre at the time. Um, my cousin Nucci, which is who I talked about earlier, my cousin Root Dog's brother. Okay. So we were all in the same circuit. So okay. Nucci was like, Pete, I see you working. He's like, you working? He's like, man, I'm gonna have you come meet up with Dre and see what's up. You know, Dre trying to start this label and whoop whoop. Now, Oakland niggas, the reason why I knew Dre is because my cousin, Lawan was from the Crest. So on the weekends, I would go stay at my Auntie Susie house in the Crest. And I would be with all the Vallejo niggas and they would be listening to Vallejo music. Okay. That's what we call it. We town that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah. So they would be playing the Mac Dre's and the, the Coolio, the underdogs. And I'd be like, bro, we don't be slapping this shit, bro. Right, right. Like, nigga, you don't listen to Mac. Like, this was the yeah. rompilation. I think Dre had just got out and created the rompilation. Rompilation was hard. And we was like, bro, we I'm yeah. like, bro, play three times, bro. You yeah. tripping, bro. Yeah. Play that three times. Like, I ain't off this. Yeah. Like, yeah. we ain't on these niggas. You right. niggas is crazy. Right. So, Oakland niggas, regardless if they'll ever admit it, pre, okay, the older niggas who fuck with Dre on Too Hard for the Radio, they was like, okay, we fuck with the yeah. old Mac Dre. They yeah. do Mac Dre. Like, yeah. life is a bitch, old, you yeah. feel me? But, my generation, that was like, after he went to jail and Oakland niggas wasn't listening to Mac Dre. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. This is a fact. So, pre-Trill TV, niggas was like... Yeah. Yeah. I knew... Only reason I knew about it because I was in uh, motherfucking YA with Vallejo niggas. So, that's how I got up on the Rompilation. But, but I was in the crest, so I knew... I'm like, okay. Yeah. But as I started listening, I'm like, okay, this nigga be going crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, when the opportunity... Was presented to me, my cousin like nigga Dre. I'm like Dre, okay, Revelation, okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Then Trill TV came out, and that was just like. Yeah, that went crazy. That went this crazy. This nigga's a star. Yeah, right. that's all anybody right. ever needed was a vi- right. We needed a star. Like yeah. Dre yeah. showed us. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say this. Dre was the Bay Area's. Nobody would ever get bigger than Hammer. Let me just say that sidebar. Okay. Mega star. Okay. But Dre was like the first street rap nigga star that we saw, that we had. Mm-hmm. That we could visualize. We didn't have another star. We didn't have a star. Like Richie Rich was street star. Like I remember seeing Richie Rich and be like, damn. Yeah. That's my car. Like, right. damn. Like, right. Rich made you play That's My Car every time right. you see Right, right, right. Like, you feel me? But... Dre, when we seen him on Trill TV, we was like, this nigga got He was like industry standard star at that time. That nigga said, mm-hmm. I came home. I said, I wanted the Benz. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah. Right. And I said, ooh, I want the Benz, <laughs> right. And that's what I did. Then I said, I want a cool nut. Like, we was like. I seen you do, I seen you redo that. You feel me? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I, I said, this nigga, he, he on game like me. He would. So we was, that was just inspirational. In, we was inspired to see yeah, that. Yeah. Like he damn, was doing this nigga it. was doing it. Nigga had the diamonds in his mm-hmm. mouth, the platinum chain. He like at the time, it. it was no yeah, shit. He was showing. He was showing up at all yeah. this shit in Oakland. You know, Oakland and Mecca. He pulling he up on Broadway. He hitting the mingles, nigga. He pulling up, nigga. He got spree Road Rams, them ten thousand. Niggas like he got the Davids. Niggas like the ten thousand. Man. So we seeing him on star shit. We like damn this nigga. 
That was really going on. You, 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 you said you saw him? Hell yeah. Oh, it was outside. Saw. Hell yeah. Never got to see All the time outside. Man. Oak Tree, on Broadway, things outside. Shit. This nigga came to my mama house to buy some weed. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, my cousin like, nigga, there's a nigga Dre outside. I'm like, like Dre? Dre outside? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cutty, what's up, Cutty? Yeah. I say, What's up with you, cut? I'm juiced on it. I'm like, he in the bins. He's saucy, clean, he burberried up. I'm like, everything he say. We wasn't seeing no shit like that. Yeah, yeah. We was used to the white tee, the blue jeans, the nights. You feel me? Like, that's what we was on. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the Oakland dress code. Mm -hmm. Keep was like, nigga, Mm -hmm. keep like the world. Nigga, this Oakland dress code. This Oakland, yeah. So, this nigga was saucy. He was. We was like, oh, this nigga. This nigga saucy. This nigga rap star. Mm-hmm. Like you feel me? Like nigga, this a rap star right here. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was big. So when he was like, "Nigga, I'm starting a label, nigga. What you trying to fuck with me?" Nigga was hell yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, Absolutely. nigga, without a doubt. Yeah. Like you feel me? So we jumped on. He jumped on, and it was like, but it was never no paperwork. It's never been a contract or nothing like that. Yeah. It was all just like, nigga, this is what we own. You own, nigga. We own. So then when he passed, it was more so niggas like, nigga, it's on you. Right. You feel me? Go take it to that next level. Niggas on you. So so basically, because that's what everybody failed to realize, that you was actually had the weight of this on your back. Facts. And really the Bay Area, for that matter, after Mac Dre died. Because it was like, it was other people in place. You had a lot of rappers. But you was directly on the label. That's like... When Jordan retired, Pippen had to step up. Mm-hmm. And he going to the playoffs with Tony Kukoc and uh, Paxson or somebody. You and know? he went back. But and he, he went they, back. They, but he, they, he they just didn't win did, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? But he went back. Yeah, yeah. So, but 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 people don't really realize that, man. That's like a heavy load. Nigga, what? You know what I'm saying? Because then it's on you when it's good. Right. Mm-hmm. When it go bad, it's really on you. Yeah. You you made everything fall off. So when you ask when did the yellow bus movement and shit slow down, Mm -hmm. that all that blame came on me. Yeah. Nobody noticed the the politics of, well, they stopped playing his records on the radio, they muted his influence, they cut his mic down. Did you fall out with somebody? It was some personal shit going on. You know, it was personal things at the end of the time and me being stubborn, them being stubborn, us working with our egos. That's why egos is the 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 the, the death of but, men. But y'all, you know what I'm saying? No, not now because now you have so many different outlets. You can right. do a podcast. You can do yeah, a video call. Yeah, you can right. do yeah. You can do videos. You can be a YouTuber. You can have so many different ways to be outlets. Yeah, yeah. But at this time, I was on radio, and my influence, a big majority of my my radio influence, came from being on the radio. Right. So when people stop hearing me on the radio, the first thing they say is. Oh, blood fell off. Right. Not knowing that systematically it had been engineered for me to be muted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as I dove into my community work, that began to maintain my relevancy. But it made people kind of like just look at me like, what you doing musically? And let's be honest, you was going out and get it though. You now, you was dabbing off into shit like battles and and doing everything. Like everybody ain't willing to do that. So if you getting like, kind of like, basically. Stronger into the battles after. Because wait a minute, let me ask you this. Before we go to that, how long was you on the radio in San Jose? Well, 94.9 was, it's in Frisco. I thought this shit was in San Jose. It's the same building as KMU. But Clear Channel owned it then? 
Yeah, it's the same. It's the fucking same building. Every day I'm going, I'm seeing Vine every day as I'm going to work. So it's always Clear Channel. Like this is how crazy it is. This is 94.9. That's KML. So mm-hmm. me and him are passing every day going to work. Like, it's like the um, what's the cartoon where Wally Coyote and the, oh, the yeah, Sheep right, Dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They hate each other yeah. on the field, but yeah. Yeah. when it's clock out time, they be like, "What's up, Wally? Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. And how, how old are you at this time, though? 25. So that's what people need to understand about this situation, too, even the people involved. You got to always account age. When I look back at death row and shit, and I look back at what was going on, I even look at journalists like Kevin Powell and all the people that was perpetuating East Coast, West Coast shit. We talking about we people young. dying and lives. Kids, man. Young. So I was 25 when he died, yeah. bro. These are young. See kids, what I'm saying? Bro. So for whatever people was mad at you for, and right. we love Tupac, right. you know what I'm saying? Whatever people was mad at you for, it's like things you got to get over. Motherfuckers was kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if you was right or wrong, you see what I'm saying? But I remember it was politics, and I'm that much because I'm a rap nerd, you know what I'm saying? So that I'm that much embedded in the culture where I'm like, God damn, they got a problem, Mr. Fab. I remember Too Short. I remember suffer, when Too Short went through the same shit. But he only went through it for 16 months. Nine months. I went through it for ten years. Ten years. Mm, mm, mm. And this was a major part of my career, a big chunk out of my career. But yet and still, you got Mr. Fab in battles, like I say, everywhere. You got Mr. Fab dealing with all these different artists all over. You got him in who when T Pain puts all these different artists in his video, he go gets Mr. Fab. You see what I'm saying? When people come in town, they tap in. When Snoop come in town, they tap in. But you was able to do that off of radio. In your own city. Right. That's just crazy. Going, just moving around, though. That was for me. When they stopped playing me on the radio, then I just started going to every other city. Yeah. And you was betting on yourself. Like, I'm betting on me. I'm yeah. pulling up. Yeah. So I'm is that what up. made them kind of... They knew start, I was. They, they start recognizing your worth later on? Like, like who? Nah, when it was... You say them. Who you talking about? The radio no, not at all. Hell no. No, I'm saying later on... Like, no, that ain't, how it, that ain't how it went down. I got banned for... I lost millions and millions of dollars being banned. I got dropped Hell from yeah. the label. I got, um, I don't necessarily say dropped from the label because I was, I signed a label deal. Yeah. I lost my distribution deal. We would say yeah. that. Um, I lost millions and millions of dollars on, on because of that. Over the course of 10 years, not having any radio play, that did a lot. The shows go down. At that time, I think I got up to like 10,000 a show from having on the radio. And this is like 05, 06. We doing three, four shows a week. Mm. Like you feel me? It was, it was crazy. It, it, it like from like five to seventy-five, ten thousand. Like shows was coming in, boom, booming. And that's from people hearing you on the radio and stuff like that. So they, that slowed down. Shows slowed down. Money slowed down. Versus slowed down. Mm. And you feel me? The whole output and things like that. And then the cold thing around the same time, my mom died. Mm-hmm. So mentally, I was in a, I was just displaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My career wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. Mentally and spiritually, I was broken. My best friend had just died. Um, then right around the time, I have a daughter. Mm. So I'm just all over the place. I'm discombobulated, man, and it's just it's very difficult. I'm trying to make music that's just not a reflection of my inner turmoil, but it's hard. Yeah. So um, then everywhere you go, people blaming you for debating. I'm being, I'm like, yeah, man, if we wasn't doing that yellow bus boosty ass shit, niggas would be on. Yeah, like, man, that's crazy. It's Boosie down to the day right. working for y'all, but yeah. when it was working, everybody was popping. Everybody yeah. had an airbrush shirt. Yeah. Everybody had like, and I'm not gonna say that. Oh, I invented airbrush, but I definitely led the 
the yeah. journey in March to you bring that shit back. You definitely yeah. did. And make it, you feel me, make it popular where people began wearing their brands and their labels. I made money for everybody in doing my run. Right. Yeah. But when it was all bad, everybody just, you know, they blocked you. Sure, man. Hey. Like, niggas, niggas start taking you off songs. Niggas stop linking up because they, you know, it was very difficult, man. It was, a, it was a time where it made me look at everyone around me like, damn, who's really your friend? Who's really, who's really tied in with you? Who really got your back? Only right. to find out that it wasn't a lot of people that did, you know. But those that did, till this day, I'm very appreciative of because they kept they kept me in high grace when everyone else threw my name through the mud. Damn, man, that's crazy, man. And I knew you was going through that, man. But I didn't know it was that crazy. For sure, I didn't know it was that crazy. Because a person like me, I never want to be a burden to anyone. Right. Yeah. So if I'm going through something, I'm never going to burden you with what I'm going through. Right. I'm like that too, bro. I'm gonna just be, you know. I'm, I'm. That's why they say you have to check on your friends. That's always smiling. That's always upbeat. That's always charismatic. Because behind that smile is a world of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, there's no reason why Robin Williams, one of the world's greatest comedians and and, and funny, happy people, murders himself. He kills himself. Yeah. All that money and fame. It has it's nothing to do with the turmoil end, on the inside. It's turmoil on the inside, and then no one to talk about it. Right. No one to talk to it about talk about it too. Right. These things become killing you. We look at right. my, my, my fool guy who who killed himself. He goes around the world tasting the food. Not not him. That's Ooh. the that's the rapist dude, not him. Uh Bear Grylls? No, no, no. no uh the white dude, Andrew Bourdain. Andrew? Oh, Bourdain. Bourdain. That's the name I'm yeah, Bourdain. That's the name I meant to say. Bourdain. So they kinda similar in looks. Him and Epstein. They actually <laughs> right. kinda look alike a little right. bit. You know, Kate Spade. Yeah. These are people who are, are millionaires and, 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 and several times over. Got access to everything. Got everything but don't have nothing. But the happiness is not there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very difficult. That's why um, it's vital and it's pivotal that we talk about mental health in our communities. Yeah, especially cause we, from Because we don't. We, there are a lot of people when we grow up in the communities, we be like, oh, that nigga. You got to invest in their mental health. That's Bro. trauma. I just got through saying the story where my brother and Jug get killed and Bro, they was in the car together. Real trauma, 25 bro. years apart, right? But that's like war shit. We black. We don't look at it like that. It's like just another one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've been at funerals and walked outside and seen Fab. You know what I'm saying? The same way I would see him at a party. It's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. We, we think that shit normal, bro, but it ain't. Imagine if here it is, you're with someone every day. Or someone's these bodies every day. But as the years progress, this nigga got killed. He went to jail. They hid him in jail. He got killed. He popped a pill and never bounced back. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit weighs heavy on your mental mind state. Man. And no one's addressing it because where we're from, we're taught that that's, that's a weak. sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. So a nigga be like, Instead of saying, oh, that nigga crazy. No, he actually is. He actually has mental, psychological problems. We'll just say, bro, that nigga catting off. Yeah, right, right, right. that nigga cat. Like, what happened to your nigga, bro? Your nigga catting, bro. Right. No, he really has mental health issues. And no one's addressing it. Yeah. Everyone's kicking them while they down. Or they're clowning them and making fun of them. Or quick to film them to to get some likes and some mentions. To be like, oh, I don't my nigga be catting. Look at this. Yeah. And be like. 
they're so enthused that someone is finally paying attention to them that they're going to do whatever circus act is being requested yeah. upon them because yeah. they feel like this is entertaining and people have ignored them for so long. Right. So the whole dynamics behind the mental health in the inner city communities, it becomes, uh, it, it, it's, it's very difficult to understand and put hands around because we don't feel like certain niggas got problems when in actuality they do. Right. And we come from that movement where this whole hyphy movement was like the hippie movement. The transitioning out of the hippie movement is no different than transitioning out of the hyphy movement. And no one has ever put it in the social perspective to understand the connection of those two. Mm. They was doing LSD. They was doing uh, uh, mushrooms and pills yeah. during the hippies in the, in the 60s and the 70s. Mm. That transition came out of them. Imagine nigga coming back, you being a baby out of LSD and mushrooms. And see, that's how I look at Mac Dre, though. I look at Mac Dre himself in the in the original Thiz movement as that. I look at you as a as a part of that culture, as a pioneer of that. What I don't like is the exploitation of it. I don't like how it looked when people just doing it. Through. Now, in in that particular, that's a subculture. That's a Bay Area subculture like that's its own thing this hyphy right and what it is right yeah. but then they absolutely like and I'm, I'm not gonna like point fingers or nothing but even platforms people like they took it to another level like to where we don't even you know what i'm saying outside of, outside of what mac dre originally stood for and the people he was around you know his mama mac wanda kilo whoever's supposed to get paid whatever they do what they do i'm saying outside of that it was a lot of exploitation with that shit going Most on. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? And But in continuance of that, the drugs is what became noticed. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. From the mental the mental health perspective of what I'm saying, the drugs, Yeah. the after effect of all of these people using drugs. Right. Yeah. Like, I remember somebody came. I was at a show in Petaluma one day, and this was like, bro, I'm off seven smackers right now. Bro, I'm on. I looked at him and was like, seven. Yeah. Old jaw twisted to Yeah. I'm like, bro, you tripping, bro? But was you indulging? No, never popped a pill. I've never popped a pill ever. Me neither. I've never popped a pill. I've never popped a pill. And people would be like, oh, you faking? You boom, boom, no. with the hype all. Like, like, I, I, I never fucked with drugs. Well, my thing is, I grew up around dope fiends in I, houses with them. Like, I just can't take my drugs. mama was on dope. Yeah, my mama. My was daddy was a heroin addict. Yeah, I just who died from AIDS from needle use. Yeah. I told myself I would never. I don't even smoke weed. Yeah, like I go on and off with smoking weed. You yeah. might catch like nigga, hold on, nigga, I smoked a blunt with you. Yeah. I, I may go on and off, but I told myself I never want to be addicted to anything well, that's right. stronger than my well being. Right, 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 right. Like and a lot of people think they got the willpower to be stronger than him. Oh, he, I ain't gonna be like him. I can you never know, nigga. That I ain't gonna be like him. One pill is all it takes. I yeah. seen niggas that's pop once, way. nigga, and. Not get back. Yeah. You only take one of I seen a friend shit. of mine. That's why I never popped. My nigga popped and he never got back. He went crazy. He did all kind of shit and he went and he lost it. Yeah. I and I just that. was like, ooh. Yeah. And then I was around. You kind of shit that's going to keep you up to three or four in the morning? Be nigga, out. I'm a barber. Nigga, I got to be at work. And the after effects, man. The, yeah. the, the permanent fry, man. Niggas be perm fried, man. We're living in the after effects now. Yeah. Right. yeah. So and, when, and we they see, kids. when we talk about the generation of these kids nowadays that can't pay attention, that have yeah. this ADHD, yeah. that have this extreme uh, introvert syndromes, yeah. because for one, we're being desensitized by social media. Right. 
We're being distracted by our phones. Right. We are not being taught to have social encounters with mm -hmm. individuals in a physical form. Right. People talk in emojis and not full sentences anymore. Yeah. So therefore, we have a generation of kids on top of that. We're from the crack baby era, the heroin era. They're from the peel era. Mm -hmm. Right. And these peels that are being man-made, Mm. Niggas making them in their bathtubs. Asians making them in their bathtubs, selling them to the hoods. Oh, I got a boat of pills for you. Give me seven hundred. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're making these pills yeah. with all kind of shit, detergent, common, yeah. ammonia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what our parents. You know how I many bitches got pregnant off the Heidi movement, getting smacked, getting ran. Man. Like Man. Oh, I was off two, three pills. Man. Do you wonder why this young nigga got mental yeah. psychosis? Right. Daddy never fucked with the mama. Never yeah. fucked with her, bitch. That was a pill night. High as shit. Yeah. It was dancing. Yeah. I don't even remember you. Yeah. 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 So we got those kids having kids. Yeah. Right. The traits and characteristics of mental health go a long way, and it's in the DNA culture. And when you look back, you can see they've taken the word retardation out. I'm sorry, I don't want to use that word in affinity. No, I know what you mean. But the mild down syndrome of these children, this yeah. it's evident. Like, you got to look, like, I be, I be looking at like, oh, let me see some pictures of some family members. Let me see right. that running your brain before we fuck yeah. with it. Right. Bitch, you might be a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, your background. What's your background? What's Man. your mental health? What's Man. your mental health? What mental health like, background? Like, give me your, you feel me, boo? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Show it. Present it. Let me see. Which, what kind of pills you took when you grew up? What yeah. kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are things that need to be addressed because we're dealing with people that we're in the realm of. We are living in times and conditions where some people just don't got it. Right. You know, your grandma used to be like, well, that boy, yeah, 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 tours with 
Snoop Dogg. I went on tour with Snoop Dogg. I started doing some writing for him. Yeah. That's your nigga too. Right, well, most definitely. God. I start writing some Snoop. records for, for Snoop. Um, I'm writing for Short at the time. I'm writing for Snoop. Did that make a rapper feel less than a, with all the Drake ghostwriting shit? Not at all. When, when, when you're at a level where you sold millions and millions of records, you began to understand yeah. what the business is about. A hit record is a hit record. Fuck who wrote it. Yeah. It's a lot of niggas. You can say you want to be prideful on just being strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can't even lift weights. Yeah. Some nigga out here talking about nigga, I can bench up 500 pounds, but you don't got a gym. Right. I bench press 400. Where you work out at? Yeah. Whose weights are you lifting? Yeah. So you got a lot of you got a nice little list of people you didn't got down for it. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote several records for certain individuals. Um, I don't think it's a secret. Some of those that there are, um, I've I've had the ability to work with people who their their understanding of the business. It's no longer yeah. about who that. It's like me right now. Um, I was in a studio with Irk the Jerk the other day. Well, Kevin Allen, excuse me. And Irk, what's up? We just was working on some records, and I'm like, nigga, just write this for me. Write, write this up, or write more. Write something. He like, write something for you. Oh, even you can write, be written. Because I'm at comfortable. I'm at comfortable with that in my life now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've, me writing for everyone, me freestyling, doing all that. I'm not beyond reproach. So I'm not beyond someone writing a record for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A hit mm -hmm. record is a hit record. Absolutely. And then we did some dope stuff where I'll write your verse, you write my verse. Just some ill, just some different yeah. creative yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's, just, it's just that nobody going to doubt your pen, but if you go back in, in history and there's some of the greatest records ever created, people wrote on them. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't love Easy e at all. You know what I'm saying? Because that wasn't his pen. Right. But, um, so, so you have dropped how many projects in total? Over 35. Over 35 projects, and you own how many of them? 35. 34. Mm. Outside of the major. Nick Latin. My first album. You don't own Nick Latin. Jazzy. You Jay Z, nigga? <laughs> that, that, that nigga, they ain't never giving that back to all. Oh, that nigga's like, we yeah. own, own it, this motherfucker, yeah. nigga. That's gonna, that is the golden ticket, nigga. Yeah. So you don't own Nick Latin? No. Not all the way. Oh, but you signed a label deal which allowed you to own your... Yeah, everything was mine under my... You know, I got a crazy story, man. I was with... Uh, I think the uh, girl on Everyday Struggle, Nadeska, was there too, man. They was doing uh, My Block. And we was in Vallejo in the hills mm -hmm. when Sway went to go interview 40. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you got through the hills, but that's how I know a nigga was hustling, right? right. And um, <clears throat> I remember when you met Tina Davis... That's weird. I was standing right there, and, and so he said, "Go talk to, go talk to Fab." And she was like, "Fab? Oh, rap? Fab?" I said, "No, Fab." She was like, "Like, no, this nigga gonna be big." You know what I'm right. saying? Like, it's crazy when you got them type of stories and you done been in places and you seen motherfuckers grow. You seen people work because, like, I actually seen you work. Like we always say about even Filthy. You know what I'm saying? He literally worked. I was looking at a, uh, something I had posted. When Corin asked him, well, what about working with somebody that's weak? Something as simple as asking you, what mm -hmm. about you feel about people writing? Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, shit, I was weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, and everybody thought that's the realest shit. Because people like, oh, this, I thought this guy was so cool. He can actually say that he was weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that is crazy, man. I think that, like, we need to embrace more of being ourselves. And the younger generation really got it down packed. They don't right. give a fuck. 
Right. Yeah, yeah it's, they, total, they, it's total individualism. They, they homosexual, they lesbian, they, they, uh, they, they whatever they are. You yeah, know they're, what I'm saying? They, they've embraced individualism because they don't live in times where the, the scrutiny about, about these certain situations right. are as drastic as they were. Right, right, You right. never had a nigga coming out when we was growing up talking about nigga, I'm gay. Nigga, right. Nigga, what? Right. Nigga, like, nigga, what? Bro, it's all bad, bro. We whooping blood every day, bro. Yeah, we gonna yeah. whoop the gay out you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. uh, I am diverted. I'm delivered. Right. Right. And I am no longer gay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just want to be, you know what I'm saying? But now we live in times where those temptations and those things, they don't haunt us as much. Right. And so a person can be as free as they want to possibly be. Yeah. Which is great. I, I, I'm, I'm very all for it. Yeah. I feel like if whatever you are, be 100% of that. Be 100% of that. And, and Which leads to what I said. I've always been 100% of who I am. Yeah. Whatever. I never wanted to be no gangster. I never wanted to be none of that shit. I'm a man before anything. Yeah. So at the end of the day, nigga, I'm going to be who I am. Yeah. I ain't no sucker. Right. I ain't no more. I ain't a nigga out here picking on me. Yeah. Right. You feel me? They ain't nigga out here extorting or doing right. none of that bullshit. Right. Right. Uh, it seems like when people put all that into their music, that's when the streets and all that want to see what you're about. Yeah, because you asking for it. You begging yeah. for, for it. It's the old school. I wish you would. Right. When you when you when you um when you speak of writing for people, you uh wrote a lot of. Uh, did you? I know you wrote the hook. You wrote Life of the Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you write any of your verses too? Mm-hmm. You wrote the entire song? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, we did uh, shit with Snoop. We all, we all worked on that record together, so collectively we all did it. But at the time, um, it was just dope just to be able to be in the same room with two people who I grew up idolizing. Man, that well, is crazy. That's amazing. Of getting tight with Snoop, huh? That was like towards the beginning of it? No, I actually met Snoop out here hella years ago. Me and him freestyled one night together for like an hour. Oh, that's crazy. It was at the Oak Tree. Is Damn. that right? Yeah. Was up in that thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Me, him, and Swad. We just right. Like, <laughs> For real. That's crazy, he was like, man. Yeah, I heard about you. He's like, yeah, I be freestyling too. Yeah. Shout out to Swad, man. And uh, me and Snoop sat back and we rolled up weed and smoked and and, and freestyle. That's hella crazy. He loved a freestyle too, man. I man. love Snoop, man. Snoop was giving me so many opportunities, man. Even nowadays, just him wearing my clothing line is just man. He wear he wear dope era every time he go outside. Oh, Stephen A. Smith show, was that or Shannon Sharp? Which one? He I see everywhere. I on. see him that he got on Snoop. dope era, bro. Uh, all the time, all the time. He wore it uh, night before last at the uh, the Dolomite uh, Dolomite premiere. Is that right? Uh, for the movie Dolomite. Yeah, that's he took big, a picture bro. with Wesley Snipes. And so do you see your numbers jump every time he, like... Yeah, most like, definitely. He's definitely influenced, man. Um, Snoop Dogg is... Uh, this is a cultural icon. That's the Black Elvis. Um, I, I did a post. I said Tupac wore Carl Kanai. LL wore Fubu. And Snoop Dogg's wore Dope Air. And dope, you know, to be man, able to be dope. behind that, you know, that's a definitely... So now it puts me in a different realm where it's like fashion designer. And he believe in you, man. That's cool, man. Fashion designer. I've, I've done that. He's reached out to me for... Several different things. You see, um, all the years you be the same cat. You ain't switched up. But he told me some real stuff. He's like, Fab, I'm going to give you this caboose, and you got to take it on from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he does that a lot with people. Like, he'll do something for you, and then he'd be like, What you going to do with it? He gave you much love at that concert, too. Let you pull out filthy and yeah. let you do his thing on his I wasn't set. even supposed to do that. Like that? Well, just because you gave me a platform, why not present it to my brothers? And that was that was a doper moment though. Yeah, that made it, that made it a much doper moment. I remember I got booked for um, I think it was like the Boo Bomb concert. It was like some big concert at the San Jose Arena, like twenty five thousand people, hmm. and I had like twenty minutes. But at the time, the whole Bay Area was blowing up. The Pack had Vans, Hood Stars had. I get my grown man on. The team had uh, bottles up. Yeah. Or, or no, hot in here. Yeah, yeah. And I said. Instead of me going out doing 20 minutes, we divide the thing 
I'm gonna let everybody perform. Yeah. Mm. And we stole the show that night. That's crazy. Mm. We stole the show. You had big headliners. We had people who, after we performed, I don't want to be super arrogant and say half of, but damn near half of everybody left. And <laughs> so there were labels calling back complaining. Yeah. Like, the fucking whole crowd left after he performed. Who was that? <laughs> and it was just, they had never heard of us. Yeah. But nobody gave a fuck about nobody else. Like, I, they wanted to see me be the headline. Right. And me, I wanted to see all my other people shine. That's just how yeah. I am. Yeah. Like, so, if, I had a, if I got a pizza, I'm going a, I'm to a double cut it, and I'm going to make sure everybody get a slice. And right. any nigga that complained about not being full, they got to say, nigga, we ate the same amount. Yeah, straight up. And if you want another piece, nigga, go buy your own. Right. But don't tell me you're not full and somebody provided a meal that you right. couldn't provide for yourself. Right. Yeah. If you could provide a meal for yourself, go buy your own. Yeah. But, don't, eat this little but don't don't complain about being hungry if we just all ate the same amount. Right. I'm still hungry too. I'm hungry too, nigga, but I ain't complaining. I was I was I risk and sacrifice being hungry so at least somebody could have something on their stomach. Right. Yeah. And I've done that with my with, with me getting banned from radio. I took a radio job so I could play everybody else's records. And, and let's let's put that on the record. Let's be man. honest. Let's, yeah, yeah. Like I was Make already sure. on the radio. I didn't yeah. need to take the radio job. Yeah. Let's, I had nine songs on the eight, ten songs on the radio at one time. The, uh, right. Most niggas would have played politics. I didn't. I didn't have to play. Take that job. I took that job so I could play people's records. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I can make sure that all my folks in the Bay was record. That's I've always a fact. sacrificed different things. I've been thrown in the midst of BS all because of my good heart. But that doesn't change my good heart. That's mm. a fact. And I won't allow it too. That's no. a fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? No matter what goes on in this game, I won't allow nothing to change who I am as a person. Yeah. And if that's my fate, then that so be it. Right. Yeah. But I'd rather, I'm, I'm standing on that. Right. Yeah. Like I tell a nigga, nigga, I don't drink. Yeah. So... Hennessy came to me years ago, and they, they was giving niggas deals to do, like, campaigns. And I think uh, Pops had got one, Shorty got one, and he was like, man, Hennessy want to link up with you, man. They got, like, 50 for you. Woo, woo, woo. I was like, I don't drink. He's like, right. they got 50,000 for you. I'm like, I yeah, don't drink. I don't drink. What, I'm, what, I'm, what am I going to promote this alcohol for Yeah. to these kids, to all this shit, yeah. and I don't drink? Right. But I'm going to promote you to put it in your body, but I ain't going to put it in my body. That's worse yeah. than these Muslims on every corner in the, in the stores. They're in the Quran. It's illegal to even touch yeah, and how consume you selling alcohol it? and pork. How you right. selling and it? And that's their yeah. main sellers yep. in the communities. Yep. The main yep. sellers. So when we say, will Allah be pleased with your stay on this yeah. earth? Yeah. You have to question that. Yeah. When you go in here and you say, y'all not even supposed to sell alcohol, let alone, y'all not even supposed to touch it, let alone sell it. Right. And pork. Right. I seen a meme one day and it was the craziest meme in my world and I don't know how true it was, but it said, Jeezy told y'all kids to trap or die and at the same time he was putting his kids through school. Yeah. Yeah. So as I got older and as I had a daughter, people say, Fab, you changed. No, I evolved. I'm growing older. Start being I'm more, more conscious of the things that I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm more mindful. Now, I'm not knocking anyone. Yeah. I can't condemn anyone for anything that I once committed someone for. Right. I can never be like, ah, nigga, you, you smoke weed. Right. Ah, nigga, you sip syrup. I've right. done all of these things. Right. But it goes to a level of saying, are you still doing these things? Yeah. And at what age do you realize the error in your doing? Yeah. Not error, the errors yeah. in your doing. Yeah. That's the whole gist of the dope era. Right. 
for us to take the negative innuendos that the dope era once represented to us, because we're from that generation where we go to a corner, you see niggas selling dope, you see niggas hugging, thugging, robbing, killing, pimping, all that. Right. And these are the things that we were influenced for. But now let's refurbish the idea of what it actually is. Yeah. And let's take all the negatives out of the dope era. We had a hell of a time. Yeah. I say that the only era in the dope era was the dope. Right. <laughs> so if we remove the dope and we get back to people speaking to each other, neighbors knowing each other, Miss mm. Johnson can give you an ass whooping to take you to your grandma. Right. You right. went to church. You took your hat off when you walked to somebody's house. Right. You didn't you never cursed around adults. You right. apologized when you cursed around kids. Right. You played games, sports, communities was filled with field. It wasn't no bro could come over here and we don't know who he is. Right, 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 right. 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 Nobody putting up money in the tip cut. You get what I'm saying? We, 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 was, we was respectful of someone's craft. Right. You knew the meat man, and you bought the meat from him, and, right. and then you you order some more. Right, right. We protected our communities. We right. protected our leaders. We protected the niggas that represented what they represented. Hold on, bro. That's Miss Johnson, bro. We ain't doing that in front of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, be cool. You tripping, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, nigga, that ain't my Johnson grandma, nigga. Let fuck that old bitch. bitch. Let, yeah. that bitch let that bitch call the cops on me again, bro. My mama, mama shit that yeah, bitch yeah. Call her a snitch. Hold on, bro. That's a snitch. She's <laughs> seven years old. <laughs> She's been living here since 1940. What the fuck are you talking about? They call her a snitch. Bro. She a snitch, bro. Y'all been on this woman property. This woman ain't got nothing to do with what y'all got going on. Nigga, y'all shot through her house. Right. Fuck is you talking about? Right. But those are the times that we living in. Yeah. And if we don't grow into the leadership roles, then we continue to perpetuate the ignorance that's plaguing our communities. Yeah. As the roles reverse and as the roles expand and expound, here it is. We go from the young niggas to the old dudes. And, and I remember when someone first called me Unk, I was like, nigga, Unk, who yeah. the fuck you talking to? Yeah. But then I had to realize the perception of these young dudes is when I was young, when I was 19, and the nigga that was 35, nigga, that nigga was old. I am Unk, nigga. Yeah. Damn, I am Unk, huh? Yeah. So let me stop. Let me start acting like Unk. Unk is becoming right. younger and younger. Right. Period. Because survival <laughs> tactics is rare. Right. If you 30, you Unk. You Unk. Yeah. And it's in the hood. If you can really buy, I say, man, when niggas start asking you to buy them something like the stuff. you buy black for me? Man. Buy you a black. Yeah. Mm. Or buy me a bottle, Unk. Yeah. But we have to take the poisons. Remember this. Let's remove the poisons and start adhering to our positions. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I'm Unk, let me start acting like uh instead of acting like this young nigga. Right. Me acting like nephew. Because now we got a 40-year-old, 45-year-old niggas that's doing young nigga shit. Like, come that's on, That's crazy. We grown. There are conversations that need to happen in person. Right. There are conversations that don't need to be on Instagram. Not at all. Not there are certain things to where if our leaders and if the people who we look up to or who are eligible for unk positions are acting like nephews, where does that leave our growth and our timeline for transitioning? I'm not going to lie, man. I got disappointed the other day because I was like, man, you know, no matter how good you do it, motherfucker could pull you back. I saw Nori in, in the Star Brim situation because he interviewed Troy Ave. I thought the interview was done tasteful. I thought I didn't think he tried to paint Troy Ave as no snitch, snitch and nothing. I didn't think he tried to. You know what I mean? I think he genuinely liked the dude. They had a conversation. Everybody know what happened with this situation, right? To me, it was some shit that spilled over that didn't have to. Exactly what you're talking about. Internet shit, right? It's when I attack you online and then you say, who the fuck is you talking to? And the world is watching in real time, right? You got an audience and egos is in a way. And just keep going back and forth to a situation like that collide where a Tech Stone and a Troy Ave see each other and boom. 
Okay. We know we know the chemistry for this shit to happen before it even happened. Right. So we know if a nigga say what he own and he, you know he mean that. If it's my partner and I know he mean that, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, we got to get up off that on some rap shit. For sure. Like, Take that down, bro. <laughs> what we doing on some rap shit? Like, bruh. I'm you telling you all the time, bro. Right. Take that down, bro. It had been several times where I might text one of my niggas like, bro, that might not be a smart thing. Bro. I'm going a step further because when I talk to you, I'm going to ask you, why do you even mean that, though? For sure. What's going on? Right. What's happening? What, sure. what why he can't have his thing and you, what's going on? Why you turn that serious? It, it's never. It, it ain't. It's never that serious. That's what I'm saying about egos and the mm -hmm. audience and the audience watching in real time. A nigga get mad at you like, Oh, we don't fuck with that nigga, blood. Like, well, okay, nigga. You don't fuck with that nigga. Right. Right. But now I gotta not fuck with this nigga. Now I'm running a business. Right. I'm running my business. I'm running my own little shit, bruh. Whatever shit y'all got going on, bruh. If it's that serious, y'all gonna see each other and handle it. If not, bro, why are you involving me in that bullshit? I won't even go into detail about the bullshit, but even the last shit that happened, like Fab being a community man and all that shit would do, do. Is it times like where you want, would you, because this is me personally, I would rather uh, put a lot of my energy in kids, right? Like, is it times where you wish that you, you said it earlier, where you wish that you hadn't got in something or tried to do nothing about nothing, but like with this recent shit that happened, like, do you not want to be able to have that place no more where people can talk it out around you? Not even nothing pertaining to you particularly, but let's say people have problems. People say, hey, Fab, why don't you call Brad and try to woo? And you like, man, uh, is you kind of like turned off from that right now? It's not because my heart is pure and my heart is always in the right place. Right, right, right. And so right. what I tell a person is, are you ready to make those transitions? Yeah. Because I'm never going to let the bullshit that happens, even sometimes outcomes from situations that had positive thought that turn into negative reality, which is unfortunate, but I'm not going to promote it or perpetuate it as if, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. No, I'm always for a place of we black, yeah. we men. Right. First and foremost, we black men. Let's get together. Right. Let's holler. Right. What's up? But can it can it breathe? Because because the only thing that I would suggest in a situation is more preparation for the getting together. Well, because feel, niggas I, going too fast. I feel like there has to be a setting. Got to be a setting. That's what I mean. And that, it got to be that that creates comfort for both sides. both sides. Yeah. Because there are certain situations where there are certain people that be like. And I want to fuck with the no vulture shit, but I'm not going to 84th. Right, right. Or if I do come, I got to come with hella niggas. I got to come strapped up. Iron, right, iron. right. And that's no disrespect to corn or rap. Them yeah. some good brothers. I yeah. respect them. Yeah. But it's the setting. It's the setting. Yeah, you're right. So when we created the Dope Era store downtown, when we were allowed to have that, I feel as if that's a great setting. Right. The reason being is because, nigga, if you do anything down there, you got to be stupid. It's super neutral. But I also it's feel like niggas is stupid. But but we and do deal with stupid niggas. Niggas is right. stupid. So and I, I just feel like. It limits the, we trying to, like me, I want to see my folks going at it. It's your place right. of business. It's my place. Not only is it my place of business, it's a sanctuary that has been the Epcot Center of the community gatherings. 
We yeah. got we when we clear out the store, we'll clear out the store for a black business seminar. Right. We'll clear out the store to allow the kids to do yoga on Saturdays for free. These right. are things that we do at the store early right. morning Saturdays. Right. They have free yoga right. for the kids. We have uh, black business me bureau meetings right. down there. Right. We have um, kids doing pop up shops or whatever it is. We've yeah. created a sanctuary right. for the community that still keeps the great the gate coping of the culture together. Right. right. That's why when it, when I analyze all sides, right, on all sides of any problem, and I look at your business, I'll be like, it's just not a place for adults to congregate and get over their shit so, because they can't. Right. We obviously can't handle so it. So then, right. when I tell a person. Why would I risk that? Why would I tell someone to come to my place of business or uh, even agree for my place of business to be a melting pot for people to mesh? Why would I risk that with devious plans or right. devious intentions? Right. I would never uh, purpose, pur purposely set somebody up it's or. Like us having to guess, come here and like I would, like, I would right. never. That's not even in my nature. And I and I would do anything in my nature to protect that 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 integrity that nobody would think that they could come here and anybody could do anything. No. It's just it just can't happen. It's, it's like my the person who I am. I've always been this way. Like Stanley, you there ain't a nigga. It ain't like I told somebody the other day. It ain't a dope fiend in my neighborhood that could say I ever sold them drugs. Right. That mean a lot to me. I could stand on that, and I could say I'm really from this neighborhood. Right, right, right. Like I did every outside game that y'all did. I wasn't the nigga that was in the house from the neighborhood. There's a lot of people that be from the neighborhood, but they stayed in the house. They stayed up under Grandy, or they couldn't go outside. Nigga, I'm an outside kid. Yeah. Yeah. I stole bikes. We played doorbell ditch. We played hide and go seek. We played throw the rocks. We played, you feel me, aid right. the cars. We played, right. we, we did, and Nick pole to pole. We yeah. did barefoot foot race. Right. I'm a kid that was outside. Right, right. That had all the, 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 the same things that you were tempted by. Right. Flaunted in my face. Mm -hmm. But I stared and I stood on what I believe in. Yeah. So that ant integrity still is embedded in me today. Yeah. So I would never compromise that. Yeah. And I and I, and I didn't even, you know, and I don't even want to go deep on that at all. I just wanted to have the message out there for anybody, even in the future. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep that away from all our black businesses, all of our brothers trying to put something positive in the community. And let's keep what we got. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't fuck off what we got. That that's no good. That yeah, ain't good for it's nobody. Bad enough that we can't even count on two hands how many black-owned businesses even in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Or, or that's in Oakland that res that is a reflection of Oakland. Man. Right, right. Like, or from people who came from who Oakland. Who come from this shit? Yeah, who yeah. give back? Right. Who? It's a lot of businesses that's Oakland, but who give back? Who on the front line? Who inspiration? Man. Like you feel me? Man. Any problems that niggas got? Like I tell a nigga cousin, is it is is it like? Kill like you yeah want, right you want to kill me right or like you trying to kill somebody yeah yeah if it ain't kill somebody let's holler yeah right you feel me right holler? right cool it ain't like you want to kill it but if you don't hit it head on like that it will turn into For that sure and I tell you because it go to misunderstandings then it be going to people feeling like hold on nigga yeah like man hold on this nigga set me up right and whoa, whoa. and then sometimes it don't even be that individual right everybody loves somebody right and everybody got somebody that loves. Them. So we have to be mindful of that. Yeah. That 
it take is a little bit of something from somebody that don't like you to activate something in somebody else that don't like you. And then they be like, oh, nigga, we on him. Yeah. That's it. Oh, we on him. Yeah. Nigga, I ain't like that nigga anyway. Nigga, fuck my bitch. Right. Oh, nigga, woo woo. Nigga's a soccer. Nigga ain't woo woo. Nigga ain't a real nigga. Right. So now you got a army of niggas that don't like you bridging up with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the term that fucks me up is. Uh, you fucking with them suckers, you ducking with them suckers. <laughs> because with me, I've always been a firm believer in, nigga, if I got a problem with you, my problem is with you. Right. 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 Nigga, I'm not mad at your right. mama, I'm not right. mad at your right. sister, I'm right. not mad at nobody else, right. nigga. Right. My problem with you. Right. And I'm going to, when I see you, nigga, we gonna either holler like men, or we gonna get down, we gonna whatever it is, but it's gonna be me and you. Right. I'm not involving everybody. In I'm not involving circle. everybody in my bullshit, my nigga. I'm not finna kamikaze the hood, nigga. Come, you know how many niggas in jail pulling up on a nigga shooting in the crowd, hitting somebody ain't had nothing to do with nothing. All the time. Niggas part wild, nigga. part of the reason Mingle's gone. Come on, man, nigga shooting up, just coming in the cloud, the suckers up in the club. Yeah. I ain't lost hell upon this man who done got killed, man, because of a nigga ain't had nothing to do with nothing, just fucking with another nigga. Mm-hmm. Some niggas try to prey on a on a, on a weaker link. Like, okay, well, we ain't really with him. Let's get on him, though, because mm-hmm. that might be an easy getaway. Mm-hmm. So that shit just be bullshit, man. It be like, bro, I'm, let's I'm, get back I'm, to being men. I'm glad you. I'm glad you always putting that positive out there. You always putting that positive message out there. You always letting people know that you can do more, inspiring in the dope era, shit, man. Again, man, like we got to learn as rappers, like me doing a podcast, you know what I'm saying? I was inspired strictly by Drink Champs. I'm not going to lie because nobody was going to do media the way I wanted to do it. I felt like you have to be trying to be around it, in it, and I love where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? I never want the stories to go untold. Right. I don't want people not to get their credit. Like, we could learn as much about Cormega and Nas meeting up in Queens for something or they having a water fight or whatever, you know what I'm right. saying? But I need to, I need for Mr. Fab to be able to tell the story of, I was in the studio, no, writing this song, doing this. Right. But you started off in the game. I wasn't with no big crew. Yeah. Right. I went through this process. This is how I got to this point. Right. You know Poor what I'm saying? Nigga. All the way from even having a, because some people rich and own and don't even understand how they got there, right? Some people have a lot of success and don't understand, like, my mama made sure I got up, my nigga. It didn't matter what she was doing, what I saw, what I was involved in. She made sure that was work ethic. Nigga, she yeah. made sure, nigga, got up. You're going to work on something. You see what I'm saying? You're going to work on something. You see what I'm saying? And that, and that's, that's the thing that you got. That's the gear that you got right now. You took it with you. You see what I'm saying? You believed in her message. So when people say, Oh, well, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I cover this culture and I cover everything Bay Area. I cover everything Oakland and woo, woo, woo. And you don't know the history. You don't. I walked. I remember I walked inside of a of a of a um, them doing a Mac Dre documentary. Right. And it said uh, that when I walked in there that the narrator uh, or somebody gave some information to sway on the narration page saying E-40 and Mac Dre grew up together. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Y'all don't say it was a problem. Y'all don't even know that. You don't have to put that part in there, but definitely don't say that. And I remember Kilo showed up, and he was juiced because he was like, man, I'm glad you said that because it was like a timing thing. They had to turn something in. It would have really been all bad. Hell yeah, mis- mis- misguided information. Misguided information. So. Have- so you are like a, a, a time capsule for us all, man. And like having dope area right now, I feel like that's your second gear. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's I don't know when you're gonna shift the third gear. It's it's it might we don't know what it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? It's phases of purpose, right? Yeah. And um, a wise man told me in life, be mindful of the preparations that you utilize to for your next phase. Yeah. And we're walking in our phases of purpose, and when you're walking in your phases of purpose, nothing else can affect that. I don't care how bad a motherfucker hates you, no matter what, 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 when you stern in what you doing and your phase of your purpose and you not teeter-tottering with no bullshit, no mixing, no energy, no nothing, we've shown examples of those that have walked in that phase of purpose and became successful. What was your inspiration for the Dope Bear? How did you start that? The Dope Bear came out as a, me and my brothers were sitting down and we was talking about we was high, you know, when niggas be high, niggas just be saying anything like, nigga, He's like, nigga, I'm going to put the gun, the gun from Nintendo, nigga, on the shirt, nigga, and I'm going to say, this is my first strap, nigga. Yeah. Nigga say, ooh, that'll be hard, nigga. Nigga don't know about that dope air shit, nigga. That's from that era, nigga. It was like, it was that simple. I'm about to fuck you up, nigga. We was we was outside. We was outside. This nigga, this nigga, like a brainiac, right? We outside at a uh, some downtown. It was over with. I don't remember what it was. It, it, I don't know what it might have been. Leeds. We just sitting out there. It's like a hot night. A nigga walked by like he crazy. He's saying hella shit. I don't remember what he said, but he said some shit that was so prolific. This nigga pulled out his phone. <laughs> this nigga pulled out his phone and said, "Ooh." Be on the shirt Monday, my nigga. I said, "Oh, I said this nigga go crazy." But the shit dude said it was so dynamic. It's all everything's a shirt. Yeah, it is. Everything's like everything's. I went to a seminar, and that's what the dude said. He said, "Look around you. Everybody got on a t-shirt. Somebody got a label on. Everything is branding. Everything is something. Everything is a shirt." When you in culture, when you think in the fashion, when you think in the fashion sense like that, you can, you can. Fashionize anything. Did Dope Era exceed its expectations? I don't know what the expectations were. Did you ever have any? It was started off as a joke. With no storefront. With no storefront. It started off. It grew from out the trunk. You had it in a Ziploc bag. In a Ziploc bag saying, what if we put this shirt, this gun on the shirt and call it the Dope Era? I saw you pulling up. And And all of your shit was inspired. And my brother was is the designer my daddy's son mm-hmm. is the designer of all the shit so he instantly mocked it up real quick I said oh that's crazy where we go yeah. press these up at found the dude pressed up 25 shirts now I'll give some game we did it in the colors of the Jordans that was coming out at that time right that was good game everybody so, was doing it so the selling of it would be easy when you pull yeah. up on somebody right. and say, yeah this go with them J's. Yeah, they gonna not, yeah, they gonna grab that. This do go with them J's. And that was my first strap. Yeah. Right. So, Crypto, G Field, and Duct Tape, and myself, we began pushing our idea. And I was like, nigga, this what we on. Now, I grabbed a spot in the hood to sell. The scooters. Remember the little mm, the hoverboards? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. The hoverboards. 
So I just had that building in the hood. I didn't have no, uh, didn't have nothing else. That was just a spot where, because I was selling hoverboards. Okay. Get them from Alibaba? So, nope, I never got them from Alibaba. I had this connect. And he got them from like, like ours never messed up. The ones on Alibaba was fucking up and mm. shit. Like we got them, like we had a grow ass, like I had a cool connect. Yeah. Okay. And nigga made about, saw three, four hundred thou off them things. You feel me? Nigga was ordering hell of them. And, um, So when you when you so when I got the spot, you was in business with your no. partners no more. My guys. Was you still in business with them on the dope era clothing? Those are my guys. Those, those are my, my my best friend, my uh -huh. brother, and my childhood friend. Yeah. So they're always there's that's family. Okay. Okay. You feel me? Like if when nigga ever sell dope era, they have a percentage. Right. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just was putting all my money up into that shit. Yeah. Then it started getting fun to me. Because then it was like, oh, this clothing shit really work, huh? It's a challenge. I'm pulling up on this. We making 7000 in the night selling clothes out the trunk. I'm on the gram like, yeah, man, doing dope bear deliveries today, man. We coming to the bright colors that was selling? It just was the, whatever it was. It was just the name, the bright colors. It went with the shoes. It went it yeah. was the vibe. Yeah. So then niggas like, I'm doing shit like, I'm being Sacramento tonight, man. We won't hit my phone. Go to Sacramento and come back five bands. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Nigga, they really on this shit, huh? Yeah. So I turned the spot where we were selling the hoverboards into our first store. Damn. Because the hoverboards start slowing down, huh? No. No? Hoverboards was booming. The hoverboards were booming for a minute. It's hard to get them. Like, I just, I ran out, sold out all of them. And then I was like, all right, I'm on something new. When I first hit the corner, and seeing that you had grabbed the billboards by your shop over there, I said this nigga made it. I to to me, I said he did it. To me, that that that'd be big in your own hood. It's huge. Like nigga, I but that's not no label shit. That's not nothing. That's we created huge. this. This our brand. This is not nobody. Nobody put this together, nigga. We created this. We created this. That was huge, bro. I put millions of dollars into that's this. What no vultures came about this? It's y'all self owned. Self so so how how do how do because uh, it was a little controversy. Where everybody was confused with that store. Did it burn down? Did somebody burn it? Did how did it happen? Did y'all? I mean, y'all had Actually, to got eviction. Somebody probably put some burn stuff on it. You know, we learned that somebody. You think that's real? Though no? I didn't even believe it. I'm like, nobody would do that shit. Up. Oh, they did that. Yeah. Um, but the beauty, like I talked about, walking in your phase of purpose, only the omni burned. Yeah. Which lets me know that we're protected by purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a higher power protecting us because that's an old building, old wood <sighs> that catches fire. It's over. It's kids who stay upstairs <sighs> and all of that. It only burned the wood. What it was tell what the what the universe was telling me was, you've grown past this spot. Now, since you don't want to move, I'm going to move you. Right. Mm -hmm gonna allow these things to happen around you so you can see that you need to move. Yeah. Because you've grown out of this. You know, a shark can only grow to the extent of the water that he inhabits. Right. So you 
can't see a great white shark in a small white pond. Yeah. It has to be able to be allowed to grow. Yeah. But you have to leave the pond. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as leaving the pond, my block, my neighborhood, right across the street from the store my mama sent me with notes to, my connection to that was bigger than just a store. It right. was my passion. Right. I'm keeping it real. Right. I'm a real nigga. I got a store in my hood. I'm right. a real nigga. Keep right. it real. Right. Everybody come to my store. But with that, I'm dealing with every hood problem. And now that becomes something you may be familiar with. It not just being a barbershop. It not being a store. Now, this is the dugout for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So all the baseball players come into the dugout with all of their shit. Niggas want to hide guns. Niggas want to hide bundles. Niggas want to hide all of these things that we have to deal with as being niggas with businesses in our hood. Now, if we be like, nah, nigga, you can't hide that bundle up in here. Oh, man, shit, man, I'm going to be out here tripping. Nigga, five old hot as fuck out here. Right. Man, he caught with this bundle on my mama. Nigga, I'm going to strip this nigga. Right, right. Wait a minute. Brother, you want to put your problems on me because I'm not allowing you to jeopardize my business? Yeah. Hell no, you can't put that chop up in here. Come on, bro. Nigga, five old hella hot, bro. I get caught with this chop. I'm going back to jail. Go home then. Right, right. Go home. home. Nigga, don't come in here. Like, why yeah. would you want to put that on me? Man. Like, I'm not putting nothing I got going on in here on you. I ain't did a damn nah. thing on you. Yeah. All I did was bring life to this neighborhood. Yeah, that's what I be saying. Bro, I didn't brought life to this neighborhood. Man, we talked about the community. It. We didn't brought backpacks. We didn't brought woo woo. We gave love. We didn't pay rent. We didn't did school yeah. clothes. Now, I'm not trying to advertise my accolades at all. Yeah. But I'm being honest about my contributions to my neighborhood and my city and my community. Right. I've done nothing but positive things. Right. Now, the long positivity, of course, nigga do negative shit, but it ain't negative on the level of yeah. ain't killing, robbing, stealing, betraying, sliding, yeah. doing none of that shit yeah. to nobody. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I probably flashed on a few motherfuckers and yeah. doing some shit, whoop, yeah. whoop, but I ain't yeah. not a negative person. Nah, not by far. I've done, you know, my, 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 my good and my great have outweighed any of my wrong and my bad. Absolutely. So, nigga, you that's brought, another You reason. brought Steph Curry to the hood. Man, come on, man. That's another reason why I feel like I'm okay and I'm blessed and I'm, I'm protected by my purpose because I've invested in so many karma points that even when I feel like I'm at my lowest, I'm still above a lot. Hell yeah. I'm still good because my soul and my heart is pure. Right. I haven't allowed that to become contaminated. Right. There are several good individuals who have allowed them, their hearts to be contaminated, right. which leaves them up for whatever karma comes with that contamination. Yeah. Damn, man, that's real, man. That's some real shit, man. I um, damn, man. Like I said, man, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you coming through too, man, because you one of the people out here that you you stay doing it. I don't even think you would be you without doing that. Like, right. that shit has been embedded in the fabric of who you are, man. It ain't, I, I I mean, I don't, I can't see it. You know how you see a person a certain way? I can't see Mr. Fab without being the charitable person. I can't see him without being the social person, you know what I'm saying? The person like, yeah, yeah, like just a, the sports fanatic, you know what I'm saying? The motherfucker who really loved the Warriors and everything Oakland, you know what I'm saying? And um, Yeah, man, you got to just keep doing you, man. The dope era is bigger, man. I we didn't even talk about this. You even had a, a few roles in a couple movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and 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 it was authentic. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I I really appreciate everything that you do, bro. Like, but but the, one of the things that I didn't touch on is um, you brought 
battle rap to Oakland. I did a show, a battle rap show in Oakland. And I wouldn't say I brought battle rap. They you brought battle rap to Oakland. And the reason I'm no, going to say that is I because... Brought, I brought the hood side of battle rap to That's Oakland. That's why I'm saying you brought battle yeah, rap yeah, to yeah, Oakland. Because yeah, yeah. most niggas from the hood... Battle rap experiences like, oh, I saw a Smack DVD or I saw right, a right, right. So, Nigga, you had niggas that know you, that know Libby, that know your mom, right. that are street niggas. They do not understand this Arsenal nigga. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something, nigga. I'm, I'm standing in there with all you kind of niggas that... I, I, was st- I was on the stage. I was standing up there. I got down because I'm, I'm not a... Uh, if you know me, I'm not. A, I don't care what kind of invite I got. I'm not a backstage at a concert, nigga. I like to watch the aesthetic of a show. I right. watch to like a nigga perform because right. I'm a fan of the culture. So I got down to watch. Like I want to see this shit, right? As a fan, from a fan perspective, and I'm standing there with a lot of your family members, a lot of cousins, a lot of folks, and these niggas is. I'm just like, hey, y'all, just let it, just let it be. Oh, this is tripping. I'm like, let it be because he's this is this is totally intentional, my nigga. This is this is not like he don't he's being disrespectful. Yeah, if they don't follow it, no, like they that. don't know. Like he said, yeah. they don't know who Arsenal was. Like Oakland, they don't know the intensity of battle rap. Yeah. And he's then, the extreme version. Battle is, rap itself is disrespectful. He's the bad boy of battle yeah. rap. Right. Yeah. Baddest of the like, bad. Like I want, yeah. I want. He's the baddest. Like he's right. the. Yeah. He, you go. Ballast mouth. You go fuck with Sting when he went to the NWA. Now right. he's wearing the right. white right. paint. Right. He's not right. the colorful right. Sting no more. Right. Right. This is the Sting where you like, damn Sting, you was my favorite. You was my favorite. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. Now you just yeah. the dark soul. You the yeah. crow. You walking with yeah. the crow. Yeah. Like, He's the Undertaker. He represents the epitome right. of the dark side of battle rap. Mm-hmm. That was intentionally me picking him. Like, I wanted to be, I went to the gym. Like, I'm the type of nigga on the basketball court. The nigga that's the rawest, that's who I'm guarding. Come on. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Now, I want the slowest nigga because right. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, older. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. my game ain't like yeah, that. Yeah. But when I'm young, I go to a hoop court, whoever the rawest nigga, that's who I want. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you wrong? Right, I got him. Yeah. Oh, I got him, my nigga. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. So this me and you, we finna go at it, nigga. You that right, raw? Right. We gonna go at it. Right. Right. Nigga, you feel me? And yeah. that's just how I am. So when I was going to the battles, everybody be like, nigga, Arsenal. I'm like, I got this nigga, cuz. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to battle, nigga? Yeah. Yeah. Like come see me, cause I got you, cuz. Yeah. So uh, that's just a competitive spirit in the thing, man. Yeah. And um, Arsenal is great at what he does, man. But like he says, man, nobody understood that here. It was people coming. I'm like, cuz, I'm on this nigga, cuz. Yeah. It's right. Like, this is how serious this shit got. My young nigga is at the waffle, uh, chicken and waffles downtown. And he called me. He like, nah, I'm on this nigga, bro. I'm finna strip these niggas. I'm like, where you, where you, who I'm like, what you talking about? I'm like, nigga, the battle, nigga, that you finna battle tomorrow, bro. Well, I'm on this nigga right now. Yeah. <laughs> this before the battle. What? I'm instantly hopping, I hop up hella fast. Yeah, nigga, yeah. Get dressed and blast down the chicken and waffles. Yeah. I sit down at the table with him. He like, what's up, nigga? I said, I told you to call me if you go out, my nigga. Right, right. He like, what you mean? I said, how you think I know you was here? <laughs> he like, oh, man, my niggas is good. 
No, y'all no, not. No, you ain't, nigga. Like, you feel me? Like, you may think you, you good. You ain't good in here, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> nigga. yeah. because ain't nobody approached Just, you. You ain't seen nigga. nobody. Yeah, they yeah. ain't got frictional yet, yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. But, nigga, when you go outside, nigga, it's two vans. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, re- I respect that, man. So it was like, but I had to really like, nigga, hold on. Not on my watch. Yeah. Wait a minute. Nah, we wait, can't wait. do that. Yeah. And I know about it. No. I, I felt like I felt like during the battle you was worried for him. I felt like you was thinking about it like. But I'm telling my. I know you're hearing all these whispers. If you watch background. my cousin jump on stage, he got the thing on me. Yeah, watch, no, I, I see it. I'm moving to the side. Watch out, cuz. Yeah, yeah. He like, mom, man. He's like, she right. got me fucked up. She right. my mom died. So right. this is right. auntie. Right. He like, she got me fucked up. Right, cause. right. I'm like, no, cuz mm-hmm. this ain't what we own. Right. Like, this, this, right. Is, this is what this shit is. Right. He like, man, I ain't with this shit, nigga. Fuck yeah, this yeah, yeah. shit. Fuck, fuck this shit. Fuck yeah, this I'm out of here. Yeah. Nigga say something else. Nigga, I'm on this nigga. Yeah. I'm like, no, but me and Ars had already talked about it. Right. And he was like, bro, on some real nigga shit, bro. I want to be able to, to do me. Like, you feel me? I don't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, do you all the way 100, bro. Yeah. And as a sign of me showing you that you could do you, I'm finna come to New Jersey with you by myself. Right. So I'm giving you me, nigga. You got me? Right. Like, I took a risk going to New Jersey by myself. Right. With him. Right. And his family. Right. Afterwards. This is before. Oh, this is before. Okay. Yeah. But I'm showing him, my nigga, you got me the same way you got me. I got you. Right. Like, you feel me? That's what it is. Do yeah. whatever you want to do your shit. Do your shit. Yeah. We just, we boxers right now promoting a fight, my nigga. Yeah. Nigga say anything, my nigga. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. When, when we, right. promote, we promoting a fight. Right. In the middle, when we fighting, it's, it's nigga, no gloves. It's no hose bars. Do what you do. Yeah. After the fight, it's back to Brody. Now, is that a part of the battle shit? Because that's, just some, that's something that I don't understand about battle rap. I went online or whatever, but they never announced the winner of that battle. I don't think it's about who wins. Because they don't do that, right? I don't think I, it, I, We asked uh, uh, Jones that. Somebody got to get the purse at the end of the night, right? No, you 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 set up what you get. In you split it. Like, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Regardless of whatever you get. Like, that night I made like 50000 Yeah. I knew it was. walked ri- away with like thirty. I knew it was ridiculous. Yeah, I made like yeah. fifty. Yeah. And Arns walked away with thir- like 30. That 30, was crazy. 40, you feel me? But it that was, was crazy. It was a bag for us. It was like at this time, no battle rappers was getting paid now, like that. Promoter putting up yeah. that money? Yeah, promoter, was, from the promoter was putting up that money, and I had a split with the door. Yeah, like I had yeah you had, I seen you had something totally different going on. You, you know busting your so move. It was a move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, it was unheard of for a rapper. Like, I mean, Mook, I think Mook had just got like maybe a hundred or something. Some shit like that, like, yeah. Mook had got something yeah. stupid yeah. To, to battle, some some crazy. But those guys, they weren't getting paid like that. Mm. They wasn't getting paid that kind of bag. Would you right. do it again? Yeah, I love battle rap. I love the energy of it. We went and did it. I did it with Charlie Clips. We did. Yeah, you know we've seen it with Charlie Clips. So I just had fun, I didn't man. See it, so is that was he just, just you beat you? No, not at all. You, but you killed Jen though. The, 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 that was early. The disrespect is this. That's just Arsenal's power move. That's what he does. Every battle rapper's not like that. Like nah, Tay Rock. Nah. Tay Rock has gun bars. Yeah. That's what he does. His whole thing is I'll hit you with gun bars. Like yeah. my gun bars. Yeah. Um uh Loaded Lux has confidence, like yeah. the, the consciousness. Yeah. Where he's 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 that preaching to you. Body. He's like a god body. Yeah. Like a five percenter, like you know what I'm saying? Like so he's giving it to you from that perspective. Okay. Um Jones is like 
you know, Jones is artsy and comical at times. And yeah. He, yeah, serious Jones. Yeah. Um, the young dude, Chess, the dude, uh, Goods. Goods is more like cocky. Like, yeah, so I, it's, I watch Goods. It's all personas. It's really like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's what like I said. It's like some niggas got the, the, Hulk Hogan had the leg drop. Ric right. Flair had the, 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 the figure four. Jake the Snake had the DDT. So, it's just the styles that. But I put niggas like you and Cassidy in the same bracket because y'all niggas that had hit records. See, to me, it's like a, a different thing. Like, it's a different type of. You see what I'm saying? For niggas that go back and forth, because we was living in a time where losing could end your career. Right. Right. Yeah. You see now what I'm saying? it's not about winning. Losing it's not that. about that. Like niggas was jumping out there, like Cassidy jumping Cassidy out about there. About the Arsenal. Next yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Where are you doing that at? In Philly. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. Like I would, like niggas like that. You should battle Cass. Two industry niggas should battle like that. And I feel like Cass is dope. Cass, yeah, Cass dope. Cass, I think he's he's dope, but he's over doping. I think when it comes to these. Uh, kind but of I don't settings. think I think right now I think right now with a, with a, with a, with a situation like you is I feel like I personally I don't know this for a fact. I feel like you got too much pride to write. You still battling niggas off the head. Right. Like literally battling right. niggas off the head. Niggas ain't doing it. Right. Like yeah. I, I, I nobody's think, doing I it. think in the judge, I, well, nobody's really judging. Niggas is writing their battle raps. Those you didn't know all, that all them written raps. It's, That's all. It's rehearsal. That's why the niggas in the background knows this nigga lyrics. Yeah, it's all rehearsed. But if you notice, Fab, it'd be a lot of real time shit. It'd be rehearsed, like you know what I'm saying. saying. But if you want to play that game, you have to adjust. Yeah. So yeah. if you're gonna be in that battle respect spectrum, you have to. Right and prepare and, some and, shit. And I don't and I don't think that people give enough credit to being able to go in and out like, oh, okay, that that was a bar that clearly was written, but then damn, look at this. Like it's no way he could have you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's right. it's it, your in and out game. It's it's all man, I'm telling you, man, it, it's the analytics have broken down to where it's basically like it's a skill set. That's yeah, why you have to really set. respect these performers in battle rap because this is something that they're memorizing. They're performing. Yeah. They're 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 like actually on stage in a play. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take your mind to this level of, this is my approach. This is my strategic approach to give me an edge to win this battle. Mm -hmm. Um. That's why the, the culture of battle rap is is, is definitely amazing. It's worldwide accepted. Right. Um, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna definitely bring another one out here. I'm gonna bring a battle out here probably for my birthday week in January. That'd be I'm dope. Do, I'm gonna bring a big battle out here. I mean, for, for just for, for for the culture, but yeah. I. Okay, if, are you gonna battle? Or are you gonna get the youngster? I might there? battle. It depends. Might battle. Yeah. I might want to. I, yeah. I, I love it. I just love it as a, as the sport. And as I said earlier, I don't care what nobody say about me. So I don't. Definitely. I'm okay with being vulnerable. I'm yeah. okay with going in a position where it might not be all the way in my favor. Like people right. was like, "Yo, you crazy? You battling arse?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This shit is just fun. Like for even it to be a debate or an argument between someone who does this shit on the regular and someone who just That's what I was saying fun. about niggas that do yeah, yeah. Like, that yeah, shit is fun to yeah. me. Yeah. To me that's crazy. That shit is dope. It's fun to me. Um you got anything else, Corn? Uh what's up with Mike Epps? That's your guy. Mike Epps? Yeah. Mike Epps, that's the guy. Hell yeah. Mike Epps is the town guy. That oh, nigga from, that nigga from Oakland. <laughs> I love Mike Epps, man. Mike Epps. And, and, and while you speaking that, you speaking of uh, his podcast too, you still going to do it? Yeah. And and, and uh, I forgot what, what's our, our Kevin, uh, Kevin Allen? Kevin Allen is what he called himself. Yeah, we have respectfully disrespectful. And that show is, I, I love it, but I hate it. 
you know, because I, I, right. I can't, my ears can't even take it some motherfucking time. Yeah. I'd be like, what is these niggas talking about, well, right? Respectfully disrespectful. I, I couldn't believe this shit with Amber. I was like, these niggas is going in like this, like, A.E. is a shout out to him, man. He, he, right. he a strong, confident brother because was it was like, I was like, these niggas is talking to a bitch at the club right, right. now. These niggas is going That's in. That's what it is. Like, respectfully disrespectful is just the shit you want to say, but you would never dare say to somebody. Never dare right. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, my nigga, did you really just say that? That's perfect, say that? Co- that's perfect podcast content, like, though. Like, nigga just say. Like the, you said, nigga, you send your daughter to R. Kelly, nigga? Bro, that's funny, bro. You were saying you shit that I can't even believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga say some shit. Oh, I, hey, I turned down the whole part. Like, right. nigga, my ears bleeding. I can't even hear these niggas <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, it's just, man, his personalities are so funny because it's so similar, but it's so different. Like, people don't understand Kevin yeah. Allen is really hella fucking funny. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. He a funny guy. He He's is. hella funny, bro. Yeah. But he just, he, like, you look at the glasses, you like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. But the nigga is like, he's one, of, and he's one of the realest in the world. Like, I love him, man. Yeah. Great man, great father. Um, and he's a great friend. Right. So, me and his opinions are just super dope. He's like that homeboy that this killer drug dealer nigga got. Yeah. And nobody knows why he hangs with him. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. He's like, nigga, yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Got it, nigga. Yeah, this yeah. Your best yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah. hella real. Always gonna keep it real. Always, always keep gonna it say real. whatever the yeah. fuck you want to say, and he's super dope about that, man. So respectfully disrespectful. That's our shit. Um, me and Unk got uh, the Ratchet and Real. Thing the Ratchet and Real. Okay. Ra- you Still was on the sports show too. On the sports show. Uh, your sports. Uh, uh, did you? Was y'all for Emmy or something? Uh, one up for two Emmys. Up for two Emmys. Yeah. 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 Sports show. Yeah. That was dope. Um, I'm actually going to do a lot of courtside, uh, courtside, um, like anchoring this year, like okay. with the analysts right. and things like uh, uh, you the new rise nigga and things like that. Um, <laughs> not to that extent. Yeah. They might as well listen, man. Not yet. We knocking on the door, man. But, but we're definitely going to be. Mister Fab is a clean man. He don't promote drugs. He don't promote violence. Exactly. He's a pillar in the community, man. We can have that, man. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't always have to beg for a seat at the table, man. You know we what I'm saying? Yeah, we can be at our own table. And I think it's time. I think that we grown, man. We showing that we responsible out here, man. Especially you, man. Like so, that that should be in the near future. Yeah, that would be dope to do. Like more so. The players accept you. Most definitely. The players All call the players. you out for everything. All the players. You know what I'm saying? So why not the org- why not organizations and why not network? Works, you know what I'm saying? And like it's about growth, though. You know, it is. Some, some things in life you never want to. We can't confuse eagerness for readiness. Right. And coming from where we come from, that's a big confusion. And I won't even just limit it to our inner city atmosphere. A lot of people around the world confuse that. They confuse eagerness for readiness. When you're eager to do something, in your mind, you think you're ready, but in actuality, you're not. I feel like me being banned for ten years actually. Put dedication, ambition, motivation more in my life mm-hmm. because it would have gave me something that mentally I wasn't ready for. Right. It would have gave me these millions and this crazy amount of money and influence, and my immaturity wasn't ready for that to yeah. balance that. Yeah. yeah. I would be more so this hiker instead of this hiker, and the hiker. And the metaphor, what I'm using it as, there are some in this world that hike and climb the tallest mountain to be seen by the world. Right. Then there are others that hike and climb 
to see the world. Mm. Where I'm at now in my life, I want to see the world. Mm. I no longer have a desire of the world to see me. Mm. So if they actually get a glimpse of it, so be it. But when I was younger, my main reason for getting to the top of the mountain was so they could see me. Yeah. So if a nigga got millions, a nigga gonna do the fool up there. Yeah. Like nigga, listen, I'm Michael yeah. Jackson yeah. up there. I'm bad. Yeah. Like you feel me? Yeah. Yeah. You see me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. nigga. Yeah. yeah, nigga, you ain't got this yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. nigga, I spent three hundred for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 nigga, you yeah. talking about? Hold on, nigga. Matter of right. fact, we put four watches on. Right, nigga. right, right. You know what right. time it is, nigga. Right. right. Yeah, these are all times and different times on, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, this Japan right now. This America. This yeah. South Africa. Yeah, and this London, nigga. I don't know where I'm like. Yeah, huh? What time is it? Where? Yeah. You want to know what? What? Where, nigga? When you ask me what time it is, ask me what country, nigga. Right. Because I might right. give you different times on it. Ain't a Jacob, nigga. It's right. all four different ones. Right, right, right. So you know what I'm saying? But that's just being young, man. And, yeah. and, and with growth comes that. So now and I'm more so just like, brother, I'm just traveling the world to see it, brother. Yeah. I, I, I no longer worry about if they see me or not. I no right. longer have to be. Uh, I don't have to be on stage to enjoy the show. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. If 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 what's requested upon me is to be on stage, and I go out and do my stage show, but I don't have to just be on stage to enjoy the show anymore, and and that's a great part of life. So, um, if my sacrifice was those millions of dollars and and a pivotal time in my career for that prime moment, yeah, um, I'm thankful because the experience that I've gathered is priceless. Mm. Priceless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, do a nigga want to be reimbursed eventually one yeah, day? Of yeah, course. I'm reimbursed of dude. course, of but, course. But my karma and my energy and my perspective is the reimbursement. Yeah. And if that's the payment, yeah. then um, I'll take that because I know several people who have gotten a lot of money, but they got so lost in it that they lost themselves. Mm. So for the bad. They lost themselves. And I, I, I can still say, I can still look me in the eye right. in the mirror. Stand up man in front of your back. You know what I'm saying? I could still, I don't have nothing to hide. I ain't did no right. shameful shit. I ain't right. did no right. shit where they be like, damn. Like, right, you know right, right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never set nobody up. I ain't never did no scandalous shit. I ain't right. never, you know, kiss no ass, suck no dick. I right. ain't never did none of that old shit. You know what I'm saying? None of sexual perversions for advancement yeah. in my life. Right. Never done any of that. Right. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. I can still come in my city. I can still walk around, I can still drive around. Yeah. I can still, you know what I'm saying, I, I come to some of the hardest neighborhoods and hardest by myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dolo. To the necky. Yeah. And that doesn't say, oh, I'm a gangster, tough-ass nigga. Nah, I'm a man. Yeah. You know, I gotta respect that. And, 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 but I respect to receive it. And that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm, um, I'm happy. I'm happy at the way things have turned out. I'm happy at the way I could see things continuing to grow yeah um financially i'm not um at a high point like i was before i'm okay um but i'm not like there have been times in my life where i've been way more up than i am now i mean but listen i've heard all the people that actually have something worth having have those moments and you you have to be willing to go to zero you have to be you have to be so strong with your beliefs that you know that it's broken, but I got action at fixing it. Yeah. And a broken mirror is actually better than 
a complete mirror. And the reason why that complete mirror only gives you one reflection. Mm. A broken mirror shows you thousands of pieces of yourself. Right. And when you put it back together, you can see more clear. It gives you to pay attention to the more details. Yeah, absolutely. You feel me? Sometimes yeah. we only see that one big thing and we like, okay. But the details are what we overlook in life. Right. And once we start keying in on details, then that is when once you master peace, you can create a masterpiece. Mm. So I'm just on that mission. Damn. Yeah. That's a good way to get up out this motherfucker, man. Uh, uh, Corn, man, what's your social media? Y'all hit me up at Corn the Barber, man, on Instagram. I'm there, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Fab, what's your shit? Uh, Fabby Davis Jr. One on Instagram, Mr. Fab, or just you know, 1764 Broadway Street. Yank up to the shop, man. You're yank up to the shop, most definitely, man. Broadway is looking more brilliant. We gonna get more black businesses in this community, man. Shout out to all of them in the Oakland, man. Shout out to Mr. Fab for coming through. I'm Lord Rab on everything. We are no vultures on everything, man. One. You hear me? Yes, sir. You.